Welcome back to the Irate Podcast. We're finally back, and today, uh, well, out of our original hosts, I'm the only one left. However, I've brought somebody completely new today. Somebody who I've wanted as a guest for uh, almost a year now, but never could quite get. Uh, my closest friend, longtime friend of uh, almost 13 years now, uh, or 12. I, I've kind of lost count, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, we've 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 done a lot of fun things together, and uh, we have a lot of great stories and a lot of fun things to talk about today. So, getting back in, this is episode 17 of the Irate Podcast, and we have Andrew, my best friend today. Introduce yourself. Hola, <laughs> I am Andrew. Let's crack open some beers, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just spill it all over the place. That's fine. Uh, oh, we have that smells good. Yeah. I have one of my coworkers uh, opening up some beers for us. Mmm, <laughs> tastes like victory. Uh, I agree. All right, so starting off, uh, you know, getting back into it, uh, I'll explain a little bit about why we were gone for a while. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's probably worth mentioning. You know, the reason that we just couldn't be here for the last few months, and uh, you know, that just has to do with the fact that we've been really busy with life. You know. Uh, a lot of uh, our hosts are getting ready to um, enter their last years of high school. Uh, some of us, including me, are getting ready to go to college. Uh, Andrew could relate. Um, we're uh, making a lot of plans. You know, we're friends are getting their licenses, their jobs. Uh, it, there's a lot of uh, busy things going on. You know how busy it gets uh, to any older listeners uh, when you get around the age of 17 and 18 here in America. It. Uh, <laughs> becomes quite hectic and uh so i feel as though we uh, can excuse ourselves there but uh i think i should apologize on behalf of all of our hosts that we left without any announcement uh i do think that that was um i think it was uncalled for to not have any sort of uh you know not have any sort of uh Bit of a bit of an accident. Um, what is wrong with you? To uh, to the audio listeners, I just spilled some. I just spilled some beer. It had a little bit too much of a head on it. Uh, everybody here at the IRA Podcast headquarters is having a good laugh at me right now. Um, yeah. So honestly, you know, it's been. Uh, yeah, it's been quite the wild ride. Uh, everybody's fine. We're we're all good. We're, we've just been busy. Nobody's a. Uh, Nobody was angry or sad. There were no fights or anything. We just, uh, we kind of had to uh, focus on some other things in life. So hopefully you can all understand uh, the importance of um, our prioritization there. Uh, so yeah, uh, getting back into it. Uh, I'm a bit out of practice, and I don't have anybody from the old podcast supporting me. Uh, so, well, I, so, I say old podcast like it's not still naming the same thing, right? <laughs> um, it's still the same podcast, but... We are now the podcast, just the podcast. We could call ourselves the irate duo. Mm. The irate duo, yeah, that's a good name. Because I'm angry all the time, no matter what. That's my secret cap. I'm always horny. What? <laughs> how does that have? I. I'm sorry. That how does that have anything to do oh with anything? You know what though? 
Yeah. I, I love beer. I love our beer, specifically our brand. Sorry, listeners, just uh, moving the mic a little bit. <laughs> Might edit that out if that sounded bad. We'll see. <laughs> just wanted to get it close enough so you could hear... Uh, oh, my God. Just so you could hear uh, our voices uh, just fine. So, uh, despite the fact that... Despite the fact that we... Uh, Despite the fact that we are out of practice, and uh, despite the fact that I am very swiftly bringing a guest back in the podcast, uh, I think oh we might have a lot to bring to the table. So, uh, Andrew, uh, you wanted to uh, elaborate on who you are and uh, what you do? All right. So, as you have heard, I'm Ewan's best friend. Uh, Always and 13 forever. 13 years, yes. Even when we are both married and not even living close to each other. I thought you were you saying we're both married to each other. <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a, <laughs> all right. You know, uh, maybe if somebody ships us in like a, like a fan. Oh, <laughs> please don't tell me you're going to do a podcast about fan fiction. Oh, uh, I think we already did actually. <laughs> Sorry to tell you. I don't know if you've gotten uh. to that. Currently, uh, currently our guest here, Andrew, is actually catching up on I'm some on of the older eight. episode. You're on eight, so you're on a pretty bad episode. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's going. We're, we're at that stage, I think. Um, it's quite a, it, it's quite something. Um, so yes, that is me. I like to play music mm-hmm. oh, very he, much. Music is my He is amazing jam. at guitar. He, he, As a matter of fact, he is actually, um, he works for the, um, as an associate, he is, a, he is an associate, I should say, not a direct uh, employee, but he's an associate of the uh, Irate Podcast headquarters here. Uh, he actually does the music for our podcast. Uh, he does the intro and the outro for our podcast, and uh, we're very grateful for uh, his uh, contribution. Yeah, I like a lot of hobbies. I collect things. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? Sus things or, you know, just normal, average things? Normal. I am a figure collector. Mm. I am a nerd who likes to collect stuff. Right. I have recently gotten uh, a Marvel Ironmonger. Ah. It's very big. I, let's see, what else do I like? I like nerf battles with this guy. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he takes me out, uh, and we uh, we do nerf battles still. At the ripe old age of seventeen each, we uh, we both. Uh, I'm never gonna grow up, and you can't make me. <laughs> never. <laughs> yeah, that, you know that's that's fair. Probably not, honestly. Um, you know, it's nice to do this in person. Uh, I don't know if you can tell, but we're actually here in person for the first time ever in the IRA podcast history. Uh, finally, uh, COVID-19 will not keep us apart, and we can actually record in person. COVID-19 can suck. You just, <laughs> just peeked the microphone. Thank you. <laughs> mm, that was funny. Um, but, you know, I will be honest. It, it's totally it's it's a totally different experience. Um, Andrew has never been on a podcast before, but... I would like to be on a lot more. Yes, yes, uh, absolutely. You, you'd, you'd be great on any number of podcasts. We could get you on the Joe Rogan podcast. This is my dream to be on the Irate podcast. Dream SMP. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, no, but Andrew is, uh, yeah, he's such a, a free spirit and uh, just like the life of the party. Just a lively character. Hey, 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 thank you. Always so energetic and uh, just brightening everybody's day, so. 
we uh, were uh, everybody who knows him is uh, very grateful for his presence. He's very he's a very well respected member. Of you the community. warmed my heart so much I crapped my pants. <laughs> This is the this is the kind of thing. He's the counterpart to uh, our uh, previous guest slash host Irwin, who uh, also has a bit of the same sort of uh, <laughs> the same temperament. Um, we have known Irwin two years, but he has inserted himself in us. What? Yes. Um. Yes and no. Uh, I, I'm not going to elaborate further. Um. Yeah. Uh. So I mean, he touched us. It touched our hearts. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's been a quite a bit of um, I feel stigma around podcasts as of late. I feel um, I've seen a lot of podcasts grow and die, as in you know you see a bunch of groups get together and fizzle out just as fast as they came. Um, and you know it's uh, it's sad to see it happen sometimes because you feel like you thought the group had great chemistry and. Uh, there was, uh, there's nothing that you thought could possibly go wrong, but, you know, a podcast is one hour out of, I don't know, one week for those who, uh, attend and, uh, manage it. Therefore, you know, every, every, everyone has a life, that, and, uh, so a lot more interferes with, um, something like a podcast, uh, that has to do with a larger group than you may think, or even just a solo podcast, um, you know. Uh, and so I feel like uh, life gets in the way sometimes, uh, but when it when it succeeds, when it comes through, uh, even if it is irregular like this podcast, uh, I think that uh, I think you really get a good insight into news and life and just events in general. Um, you know, it's funny. I was uh, I was editing uh, a, a like sort of a an extra episode of the podcast that was never released, a, a never before seen lost footage episode of the podcast the other day. And um, it's it's funny how much the current events can stay topical for so long, mm-hmm. because it feels as though, how do I say this? It feels as though that uh, sort of the sort of the situation uh, that like grounds all of us kind of stays a constant. Uh, that's not it's not always, but I feel like there's always one thing that that always is just constantly part of our everyday life and in the news and. Uh, you know, for better or for worse, I think that that's what kind of keeps it interesting, even though paradoxically, it's because it's the same thing. You feel as though it's actually boring. So I, I mean, you know, you know, can I, can I, can it really count for something at the end of the day? Maybe, right? Yeah. If it's something interesting to th- talk about in the first place, like Minecraft. Right. Exactly. Uh, I mean, if anything to commit, like for example, uh, where we live here on the West Coast, um, I guess what's constant for us is the. Uh, Ocean. Yeah, the constant, the constant ocean news. Yeah, no, um, no, probably, uh, probably the fact that California is always such a very, it, it, it's always changing. You know what I mean? Interesting country. Mm. Wait, no state. <laughs> like you know, um, you know how Governor Newsom, there was that vote. Uh, uh, re-election. Yeah, the vote for him to get recalled. Yeah, uh, we're recording this uh, on the twenty uh, fourth of September, uh, two thousand twenty one. So. This is a few days behind, and by the time you hear this, it'll probably be about a week. Uh, <laughs> we, we stated that on previous episodes, that usually our news is already old by the time you hear it. Um, <laughs> however, I think that uh, that is one good example of the fact that California... You know, I was reading about this. Uh, it's interesting to think. Um, California is a bit of a little random fact. Is 
one of the very few states in America that is a minority-majority state, which means that uh, a minority group uh, in said state, or um, just said place in general, uh, is actually the majority of the population, which is interesting. And the uh, minority-majority here in California is uh, uh, Latino, as if you couldn't mm -hmm. tell that from the signs of the fact that California's culture is very mixed, um, and the mm -hmm. fact that a lot of our towns and cities uh, are uh, Spanish, Spanish named. So, you know, it's uh, Del Monte, all of that. Del Monte, Santa Cruz, San Francisco, Del Rey. Yeah, Monterey. Big Sur. Well, Sur is well. Big Sur is sort of like <laughs> Big a, South. Big South. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Uh, many examples. Um. But, yeah, no, uh, I think California is a very special case. We also have the biggest population out of any one single state. Um, we're one of the largest states. Uh, not the largest. Uh, Texas beats us out, but... Uh, and so does Alaska, but... Everything is bigger. Everything is bigger in Texas. Um, especially the horses. <laughs> mm. What part of the horses? Heads. <laughs> Their heads. Um, but, yeah, no, I feel like... Um, California is always such like a, a constant hub, sort of like a cauldron of change. Um, nothing is ever certain, you know what I mean? It's uh, it's always a uh, it's like a constant battleground. Keeps you on your toes. It really does, yeah. You know what's interesting too? California is actually the place of origin for a lot of different movements. Have you realized that? California has seen the birth of many different organizations and a lot of um, uh, groups that have uh, and tried to enact change. You know, there's been a lot of uh, communities for for rights and for uh, po political change, economic change, um, social social change. And you know, I'm taking a government class right now, so there's oh, yeah. a lot of uh, there's a lot of information being thrown at me in my current curriculum that's uh, sort of covering that topic. And uh, I never really thought about it before. You know, that's interesting. As a, as a resident of said state, I never really gave much thought to the fact before that uh, there's a lot of uh, different movements in uh, said state that I live in, in which, uh, you know, we've seen uh, some very, uh, what would you say, influential, right? You'd see some very influential and history-changing uh, movements and developments happening. You know, you got something like this. You got things like the Silicon Valley here. Um, oh, yeah. You have a lot of uh, very um, famous uh, politicians, uh, writers, historians, uh, scientists, yeah, mathematicians, musicians, definitely. Um, just a whole range of very uh, well-known uh, people throughout history um, who, in the last century, you know, interestingly enough, uh, coming out of America, is mostly from California. And I guess that makes sense, because, I mean, like like I said again, it's a, it's a very powerful state economically. Yeah. California is very powerful uh, population-wise. We're very big. Um, but at the same time, I feel like California is sort of like a, in that sense, it's sort of like a cesspool. It's like everything gets spewed out of California. <laughs> it's like, okay, think about it this way. Does anybody ever talk about something like, I don't know, how influential people that come from Wyoming are? No. No. <laughs> Or Ohio. The population of Wyoming is literally not even a million. It's like I think half a million. It's it's less the entire Wyoming, a state that is like tens of thousands <laughs> of square kilometers in, bigger than us. Square kilometers uh, in like its full diameter. It's a big square. It, or yeah, it's it's a big square in the U.S. Um, 
Look it up on a map. Wyoming is, Wyoming, like many um, northwestern states, is like just a big geometric shape. You know what I mean? You know how a lot yeah. of states out west are like just Isn't a square? Nebraska kind of just like a square. It is, yeah. Nebraska, Nevada's sort of like um like like a right triangle, right triangle. And a square together. Yeah, square triangle. I mean there's a name for that. Geometric shape. shapes. No, that's what I'm saying. A lot of it's weird. <laughs> there's a lot of geometric shapes out here west. I guess I guess that's because though if you look back in history, the way they divided up the country, I think they kind of eventually just gave up on trying to like um have the have all of these like really like rough borders and they're like, okay, you know what? <laughs> the line is drawn here. You will be you you go from here one straight line to here here and here you are a square and that is what you are known for. We are not gonna make any boots here like Italy. That's true. We just want square. Mm. This is a Minecraft country. Speaking of Italy, moving into sort of like a random just segue. Um, have you watched that new uh, Pixar movie Luca? Takes place yeah. in Italy. Yeah. Oh, beautiful movie, isn't it? God, yes. dude, movies have gotten so crazy. I've talked On about Disney this in other episodes. Just no, just in general. in general. It's 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 amazing. Like, if you go back and, um... Like, even, the new Dune movie probably is going to be a lot better than the old Oh, ones. my God, hell yeah. <laughs> um, the, that's going to be so much better than the old one. Even though some people still praise that one for, I don't know, nostalgia. I... Listen, man, nah. Yeah, objectively, that movie wasn't great. No, definitely mm. not a movie worth, like, remembering for being a, one of the greats in the... Um, in the l latter 20th century. I mean, just... Not, not wonderful. Look at CGI over, like... From the 90s right. to now. Like, Toy Story 1, right? Yeah. Groundbreaking at the time, right? Yeah. It still holds up. It's still good movie. Now it's nothing compared to stuff right. now, but like Endgame. Yes. Visually, though, like, think, like yeah, you compare it to something like um, like the Coco movie from a few years ago. And, oh, yeah. and from Coco up to what we have today, which is insane. Like, uh, Soul. Soul. I was yeah. just going to say that. Yeah. See, we think on the same level. That's perfect about me and Andrew talking. Is we just, we think on the same, like, wavelength. It's, it's it's nice to same have frequency some, exactly same wavelength frequency bro yeah <laughs> what am I thinking right now uh, dude you're thinking about hitting some uh, gnarly hits of uh, what <laughs> of these nuts <laughs> oh my gosh got him um who's Joe uh Joe sauna oh Joe sauna these balls. Funny. Ah. <laughs> uh, we uh, we we are not very funny, as you can tell. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> How dare you? Of course I am. Um, Joe Mama, isn't that funny? Isn't isn't that just a funny joke? I mean, come on. It's not been. I've I've been saying it for seven years now. It, it's still it's funny. So funny. It's like it's like the funny Among Us jokes. Um, <laughs> Among Us. Oh God! I just noticed I'm on episode eight. Cat is the imposter. I can't believe that joke has been around for like almost a what, like almost a year. Yeah, almost a year. I, Literally, I, I was at, <laughs> I was not anywhere near th this friend group with Cat, but I heard someone say, "19 dollar Fortnite gift card," <laughs> and I was like, "What?" Just uh, that's, that's. I thought only Cat said that. Yeah, things just really something. Okay, yeah, some things don't remain topical. I'll admit that. Some things really don't remain relevant. Um, what? How did we move into that? Why are we talking about old Italy. jokes that don't matter? Anyway, no, back to back that's to, a good thing about this podcast. That's a good thing about me talking to you is we just flow seamlessly with conversation. Like, 
uh, for some people who want to hear like a rational like just podcast of like you need to have a very linear set of things to talk about it's like no don't expect that one me and andrew are talking that's that's not <laughs> what's going to happen it's going to be it's going to be random things and that's what, yep. what makes it magical yep mm. i can guarantee you can guarantee what that it's going to be random yes yeah that's right like this ah <laughs> you know some people are going to think you subbed your toe or something when that happened Maybe I did. Maybe you'll you never know. <laughs> you can't see this. <laughs> Only we can. Um, no, but it, it's just it, it fascinates me. Um, uh, that's why I've been uh, you know I've gotten so much more fascinated in computers um, as of uh, late, and it's just so interesting. You know, like for example, there's a there's been such a there's been such a uh, I don't know such a, an explosion. I feel of uh, people in the last year uh, who get more interested into uh, technology, uh, computers, you know. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think there's a, I think there's actually a rational explanation behind that, and that's uh, the fact that everybody was stuck inside. Like, what else, yeah. do you, what else do you have to do? Literally everybody was using their computers because they had nothing else to do. You read a book, you read a computer, or <laughs> you read a computer, yeah, I guess you can. Among Us computer. came out of 2020. <laughs> yeah, that, that was... Uh, <laughs> that just shows you. Oh boy! Yeah, that is fall just... guys, and then no, that died, and then among fall us, guys. fall guys, fall guys. You know what, dude? Okay, listen. Okay, so Nintendo Direct, the Nintendo Direct, that was kind yeah, I of. It. Oh, you didn't. Yeah. Uh, it was okay. Then I'll I'll relate this to you and any listeners that also didn't see it. It was kind of lame. Uh, they delayed the Smash announcement because what? Because funny, the, the funny lol. That was the best part. Now you know what? Sakurai had a giant smile on his face. He he had a, he had a big shite eating grin when he when he said, "Yeah, we're delaying this until the seventh of October." Oh my god! It, it's, I mean, it's uh, not that it's far, so but come on, dude. No, you know the worst part? For American Western Standard Time, it's gonna be at seven oh. in the morning Excuse when me. they were, when they announced the new Smash character. Uh, who's gonna get up at seven in the morning? Uh, Smash fans. <laughs> um, I mean, if it's if it's Waluigi, then I understand. I guess so. I still hope it's Mr. Nook, kind of. Um, <laughs> that'd be kind of funny. Mr. Nook. Um, <laughs> Waluigi's like a raccoon beat me, and then he just hits you with all the debt. <laughs> that's his, that's what it's gonna be his move set. He's just gonna hit you with all that debt, like you owe me a hundred thousand bells. <laughs> He just throws bells at you. That would probably be his moves, yeah. I mean, come on. Everybody knows what the stereotype of Mr. Nook is. Um, yeah, no. He's like the Spider-Man rent guy. Yeah, true. Give me rent. Give me rent. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, right. Uh, no. So the, um, so the only interesting things to come out of the uh, Smash, uh, I think, announce or not Smash announcements, the Nintendo announcements were... Obviously, the Mario movie, which everybody's talking about. Oh, God. I'm... I don't... For some reason, I just, like... I kind of doubt it's going to be good for... I don't know why. I mean, everyone's <laughs> been... I, I mean, no one has been, like, on the edge of their seat waiting for the Mario movie. I like how you say, I don't know why, but I feel like... You say, I don't know why, but you know exactly why. I... Yeah. Yeah, I do. Chris Pratt. What? As Mario. What? I didn't know that. Wait, what? How how could he have stooped so low? Why? 
It doesn't have to be the fact that he's stooping so low. It has. It's the fact that, like, how is that going to, like, what do you expect people to react to like that? It's like that <laughs> video. It's like that video I saw Pro ZD, um, like, how executives think that people react to seeing famous actors in um, in movies. <gasps> oh, my God. Is that Chris Pratt as Mario? <gasps> oh, Chris Pratt as Mario. What's oh, this? Dwayne the Rock Johnson as Luigi? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's Seth Rogen, too? <laughs> Seth, oh, my God. Is Seth Rogen Seth Rogen Princess? Too? Princess Peach? <laughs> be awesome imagine they just make that change they they get rid of that i forget what her name was um i know she's a famous actor i'm terrible with names um but no they get rid of the current actor for princess peach and they just get yeah, seth rogan the current actor <laughs> what what they have a current actor for like princess a live peach. action it's all live action it's a In live what? action the movie? The movie. Oh, oh, okay. I thought you meant there was a show before that. And then Jack Black. Oh, my God. He would be a great as Bowser. That's what he is going to be at. Oh. He's going to be Bowser. Oh. That's, That's so awesome. Yeah. I mean, that that I can't agree with. But Chris, he goes from Guardians of the Galaxy to Jurassic Park and, like, the Tomorrow War where he's, like, these this awesome dude. And now he's a fat plumber. <laughs> what if they make him super ripped? <laughs> Hi, I'm Mario. Hey, it's me, I'm Mario. Although, he doesn't really talk that well. It's me, I'm Mario. And that's too high, I think. <laughs> they just have to twist his balls every time he goes on oh. the screen. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, dude. Se seeing Seth Rogen and Chris Pratt being like brother, like Mario Luigi brother bros, is just. Oh my god. It's, it's just weird. Wait. Why? Seth Why? Rogen, Seth Rogen is, a, is chubbier than Chris Pratt. Why would they cast him as Luigi? It's going to look weird. Sorry, Seth Rogen, but <laughs> I'm just saying you're not as Shout out as to Chris Seth Rogen. Pratt. He tries. Okay, but they could have gotten Joe Rogan as Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, Joe Rogan, you got Hey, freaking frogs. That, that's not Joe Rogan. <laughs> that's yeah, Alex man. Jones. Oh but god, I, some Alex Jones is Bowser. Oh <laughs> god, he does have the attitude. He does have the like temperament for I Bowser. Joe Rogan looks like obviously Joe, the Joe Rogan podcast. Joe Rogan's a big buff dude who's bald. <laughs> looks like Mr. Clean. Oh. <laughs> his 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 podcast is sponsored by Mr. Clean. Yes, exactly. Not not the company, but specifically the 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 mascot, Mr. Clean himself. Yep. He's standing behind us with a gun right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we can't tell you that. Uh, I mean, I mean, no, he's not. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Uh, anyway, though, th this is all just uh, a long con of saying that uh, the Mario movie is either going to be <laughs> like a great implement, a genius, or yeah, a, a, like a, the greatest implement of. Of Nintendo in Nintendo history, for marketing, or <clears throat> it's going to be the opposite, be a market failure, and uh, it's going to be remembered as being worse than the Super Mario Bros. show from back in <laughs> no, the 80s. No, that is not. The Super Mario Bros. show <laughs> was the best show at that. Was time. the best show. Does it hold up today, though? Eh. Yes. Okay. You got to do the Mario. Swing your arms from side to side. Come on, it's time to go do the Mario. Mario. Take one step. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Um, <clears throat> for nostalgia, that's uh, I, I won't deny you that little victory right there. It is as uh, as pyrrhic as that victory is. There you go. I I, I give it to you. Thank you. 
I write off that to you. Um, anyway, no, you know what, um, what else, though? The reason that I'm actually buying the Switch is not because of you the... You Switch already? No, I'm going to buy one. I thought you already had one. Nah. If I had one, you would have already been playing it here oh, yeah. with me. Um, <laughs> um, but the reasoning behind it is, um, I have a friend who lives in Australia, Irwin, uh, and he we has need to a, have a Irwin podcast with you, me, Irwin. Yeah, that'd be great. That would be the best. Um, no, uh, what I was gonna say is, uh, there's a there's a bit of um, uh, sorry, uh, okay, uh, cut here. <sighs> I don't want to have to keep making so many cuts. Why are you in here? Why are you even in here, dude? I told you we gotta be quiet. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> actually, no. That's probably a good. This is a good spot for like an ad break. Uh, okay. And we're coming back in five, four, three, two, one. Um. Hello. <laughs> all right. And we're back. Uh. Sorry for the uh, abrupt interruption. Yes. Uh, our sponsors are important though. Uh. So. Uh. Yeah. Go. Uh. Follow the link down below for our sponsors. Thank you. Um. Anyway, back to what we were saying. Yeah, no, uh, an Irwin episode would be great. However, um, uh, my topic having to do with Irwin was the fact that he has a Switch, and I'm not able to game mm -hmm. with him normally. And uh, it makes it hard for overseas gaming, uh, or just in general, like, sort of, like, being able to interact with Irwin lately. Um, so what I've, uh, what I've done is speculate a plan in which uh, I will, I will sh teleport Irwin a gaming PC... And I will buy myself a Switch, and we will commit copious amounts of gaming fraud until uh, until we get shut down. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, you Sounds heard like a plan. Mm -hmm. You know, the thing is, though, uh, the Switch, I feel, is like, it objectively is just like the best handheld. And you know how the Steam Deck is coming out? That's another good topic. Yeah, the Steam Deck, man. The I mean, Steam Deck? What? The Steam Deck is going to be um, the uh, Switch, except it has Steam games on it. That is genius. It is genius. No, it is. It's a. It's great. It's a. It's a marketing genius move. However, um, will it be as successful as Nintendo? Mm, maybe. Eh, maybe. Possibly. There's it, people. People put a lot of speculation into the fact that Steam games are much more demanding graphically and just, um, you know, just overall electronically in terms of you know Steam games take up a lot of memory. Uh, they require yeah. that a lot of them require. A beefy CPU, GPU, um, you know, uh, uh, at least a decent amount of RAM. You know, a that's good what, computer. A good computer, pretty <laughs> much. Steam. No, that's what I'm saying. Listen, honestly, yes, it was. It's a good marketing idea. Um, but think about it objectively this way: Steam has been geared for PC, right? And so, therefore, it has been built. The games that are on Steam have been built around for the last 20 years that Steam has been around. Has been built up around the idea that. Um, a Steam game is optimized for specifically a desktop PC, right? Like, not you don't think about a handheld. Okay, there's an exception with VR headsets, but even then, the VR headset is usually connected to the computer, with the exception of um, the Oculus Quest 2, which is a yeah. VR headset that I have, and I can say... It is so cool. It, it is very cool, um, because you can use it wirelessly. So, I mean, that's nice. Um, 
with a PC. Uh, but that's a different topic. Um, I love <laughs> VR, but I think we can bring the, the like VR back up in a minute uh, if we want to. Because yeah. uh, VR is fascinating. Uh, Andrew, actually, uh, he'll talk to you about that in a little bit. He's actually, up until recently, had never used VR. And so it was a very new experience for him. Um, I was in another world. He was in the digital realm. I played Minecraft. If you if you can't be honest, was tell, it, was I it? love Minecraft. Oh yeah, VR Minecraft. <laughs> that this man loves Minecraft, and so VR Minecraft just made him piss himself. Honestly. I did. I pissed excessively. <laughs> All over the floor. Gallons yeah. of piss. Everywhere. I slipped on it <laughs> multiple times. Um, uh, no. Uh, I was gonna say the um, it, did it remind you at any point of Ready Player One? I've never seen that movie. Seriously? I thought you did. I have not. Hmm. But Interesting. Like, I feel like after I watched Free Guy, I have no point really anymore. Free Guy wasn't even VR. Yeah. But didn't, didn't you say Free Guy was much better than Ready, Ready Player, Player One? One? Yeah, because they executed the concept better. Yeah. The, the, uh, that, that's something also we could talk about. Um, no, I was talking about... Sorry, we're, we're getting... <laughs> see what I mean? We, we, we do get off-topic a little bit. Um, no, sorry, to wrap up the Steam Deck thing, though, think about it this yeah. way. So the fact that they're doing the Steam Deck um, is a good idea, but they're releasing all of these games that have been geared towards the PC. You have Assassin's Creed Valhalla, you have mm. uh, Doom Eternal, you have... Um, I've you have, played those, but they sound so awesome. I know. You have games like PUBG uh, uh, and... PUBG, um, really? Overwatch... Yeah, no. Uh, well, PUBG has already been ported to mobile. But yeah. think about it this way. How much... Think about it. How much of the... Uh, <clears throat> how much of the graphical, like, fidelity... I, I'm saying, how much visuals are they willing to sacrifice for performance? Like, how, mm. how much are you willing to sacrifice in terms of your visuals just so that the game runs at, I don't know, like... 40 FPS, right? <laughs> Think about, I mean, come on. Is There's like 40, these games. 40 is not that good. Is no, 40 is not that good. <laughs> 60 is like sort of the the baseline yeah, for that's for what's what my acceptable. computer gets. Exactly, exactly. And so, um, what I'm saying, what I'm trying to say is, is that what are they going to get rid of from these classic games that everybody remembers for at their best, in order to you know just shell out an extra buck so that you can sell just as many Steam decks as the. Um, as the Nintendo Switch. I mean, come on. Listen, I get it. You're you are going to have to sacrifice a little bit for some games if you really do want to put all of these games that have up until now been P just been completely um, PC oriented in order to get them to run somewhat acceptably. Okay, I can understand that. I'll excuse that. But what I won't excuse is a blatant disregard for the fact that you will at some point be sacrificing so much that you sort of just become blind to the fact that you've you you've gone too far. You've gone too far. There there there's a certain point in which I think they have to realize that what what they're doing is sort of just like taking that extra step in terms of sacrificing the visuals of a game um in the performance of a game in order to make it run even in the slightest. Even if even if you sacrificed the graphics of a game like Assassin's Creed Valhalla, like fifty, like fifty percent of God, of that would of, make people mad. Exactly, fifty percent <laughs> of the visuals, right? Imagine removing half of the visuals in that game, uh, or, or should I say half the quality? Like if it, if you, if you could reasonably on your PC, if you're a PC user and you have a PC that can run Assassin's Creed Valhalla in ultra <laughs> settings, hundred FPS, right? That's that awesome. Must cost a ton. 
it, yeah, I mean, yeah, that would cost a ton. PC users, right? But um, think about it this way. What are you getting rid of? Because you are getting rid of something. You're, you're, you're removing an element of the game that had been there previously, and it's gone now. And so what you're left with is like sort of a hollow shell. Whenever you sacrifice um, the graphics of a game for performance, it always leaves people sort of like in the dust about how to feel uh, when it comes to that game. Because if, like, if you're somebody who's already experienced the best of that game, you're going to think to yourself, why would I buy a Steam Deck? I can already play, I can already play all these games on my desktop that and it will perform much better and look much better or think about it this way here's a, here's the biggest point there you know how there's gaming laptops gaming laptops i have people i have friends at my school who bring gaming laptops to their school <laughs> because they allow you to bring laptops to school no, um don't. at our age i think i mean or no that's not the game no, the, the, I have a friend named Ethan, for example, who who yesterday brought his uh, Alienware R17. Which Ethan? Uh, oh. Yeah. Um, but this uh, this person who I'll call Ethan, uh, he he brings his his Alienware R17 laptop to school, and you know what? Objectively, I I it, it seeing him bring that to school made me wonder. What is the merit in having the Steam Deck? A laptop, a gaming laptop, will actually probably perform just as good as the Steam Deck. I'm not saying the Steam Deck is going to have terrible performance. I'm sure they're going to... It's, it's going to be a, a, a more modern take on yeah. the Switch. That's what they're calling it. You know, well, not directly, but, you know, that's, that's, that's what they're implying. That they're going to make a more modern and more powerful version of the Switch. However, that... what. However, the idea of that is not supported very well by the fact that there are already a lot of more products out there that are port equally as portable, I would argue, that have the same, the same capability to play all of the games the Steam Deck will. Gaming laptops are, s s uh, people are calling the next step forward in some cases for how the true portability of uh, high-performance, uh, high-fidelity gaming is going to become. Because desktops, like for example, my desktop is huge, it's big, and that's great, right? But it's not portable. The, the, it weighs like over 20 pounds. Uh, I'm not gonna be able to like bring that around in a backpack. But a laptop, sure. I can bring a laptop with me wherever I want to go. You can fit everything in the laptop. In your laptops laptop. changed the game. Smartphones and laptops were a complete game changer, right? Desktops, desktops were too, and they helped it along. But nowadays, desktops are more of sort of a, uh, I don't know, they're more of like a boutique and sort of niche thing to see with the average consumer of today. Because it feels like, it feels like desktops, despite, even as a desktop owner myself, I will say, despite all of the good things that come out of desktops, when it comes to cost to performance, even though they're more modifiable, upgradable, um, there is a bit of a takeaway for the fact that lap gaming laptops, at the end of the day, yes, they are objectively a better use for portability than a desktop, obviously, in every possible conceivable way. And so trying to replace... I don't know if they're really trying to replace that. They're, they're trying to compete with the Switch, right? Mm. But think about it this way. You can't play Switch games on a laptop. 
Right. So I mean, <laughs> yeah. there's that, that's why the Switch is so popular because the Switch is the only thing of its kind in which it's it, a portable gaming console. It's a portable gaming console, right? And the Steam Deck is going to be that too. However, well, I, I can download Steam on my computer. Like, yeah. what's the point? What's the point? You can guess what? You can you can plug your Steam Deck into into your into your best gaming monitor, hook it up to a keyboard and mouse, and there you go. You have Steam. <laughs> you, you have Steam on a portable console computer. Yeah. Oh, okay. So basically, what you're telling me is, I, it's I have a you you turn it from. So basically, what you're saying is, it goes from a portable gaming console to a, a to a, like an almost microscopic desktop. Is what you're saying. There's nothing like wrong with that, but it's not a smart move to make, especially with the goal they're, in, they're having in mind. You can't replace something that already exists. They're trying to compete with the Switch, despite the fact that the Switch is completely unique because it has only ever been on its own proprietary yeah. consoles. Steam is a universal, like, <laughs> PC, like, application. It's a software you can download on virtually any Everything. desktop that supports it. You know what I mean? You can download Steam on Windows, Linux, uh, the new Macs. Even you can down Steam, download Steam on. I mean, come on, like seriously, you seriously are bringing this to the table. Like you think that the reason it will out-compete the the Nintendo Switch is because you can have Steam games on the go. Well, guess what, buddy? I can do that. Breaking. I know, right? Uh, amazing. Oh, what? Well, wait, I can do that on, on anything. I can do that on a laptop. I I, I could get a, a Dell laptop for $500, $600 at Best Buy, right? The same, around the same price as the Steam Deck. And I can get, I can get Steam and probably play, you know, similar games that the Steam Deck can. Now, that's not to say in, that will be the case the entire time. Because I do know that they're adding some very powerful hardware to the Steam Deck. But basically what you're doing is you're adding a higher price tag to get a little extra performance in something you can do on <laughs> on portable on portable computers already. Irate. Very irate. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's, doesn't it make you irate? Think about it. Yeah. It's, it's objectively a move that was not yes. necessary, but it was something they Money. felt... Yes, it, they felt like it would be an easy cash grab. As our teacher says, what's the answer out of 9 out of 10 questions? Money. Money. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, listen, even even though that's the case, I think I'm still obligated and I'm allowed in my free country to be angry about it if I want to because it's some yeah. BS. It's some BS that, listen, if they just change the marketing to be like, <laughs> to be like, okay, yeah, we get it. We understand that it's just literally, we're just making like a, a, a miniature, like, smaller than ITX desktop portable console port. It's, um, you know, it, at least it's cheaper than a gaming laptop, which is true. Gaming laptops are thousands of dollars oh, compared yeah. to the Steam Deck being $600, $700, depending on where they're sold. Um, so, okay, that's fine, right? More cost-effective. I'm not mad about that. I'm mad about the fact that they're blatantly trying to, you know, up the ante in competition on a market in which they have no competition. You're, you're not competing with anything. You're competing with yourself. That's what I'm saying. They're competing with themselves. It's it's so stupid and funny because they're, it's not like... <laughs> Watching them run around. They're, they're running in circles like chickens with their heads cut off. Exactly. They're like, why... Like the Nintendo Switch, it was groundbreaking because it added that like new sort of kind of gaming console portability right but then the steam the, with the steam deck like 
Yeah, like, think Why would you, if yeah. you know that you can already have portability? Exactly. Think about it this way. You had, you had groundbreaking Nintendo. Like, Nintendo was the, Nintendo was the, the, the shit of the shack, as they say <laughs> back in the day. Uh, they didn't say that. I, I just pulled that out of my ass, metaphorically and literally. Um, <laughs> I saw it. <laughs> okay, you, well, you are sitting right next to me. <laughs> But I mean, come on! You had you had the GameCube, the N sixty four. You had the two mm. DS, the three DS, and then it all came around to the Switch. The Switch was like the cream of the crop. Like Nintendo, up until that oh, point, yes. had already been the king of the the king of the hill in terms of the portable gaming console handhelds. You know what I mean? But like, I think the ultimate handheld, despite the Steam Deck's release, is still going to be yeah. the Nintendo Switch. Why? Because what other console, what other, what other, like, hardware can you play Nintendo games on? Only on Nintendo. Nintendo. Nintendo, exactly. That's, it's the brand, like. It is the brand, and, and, and they're smart for keeping it like that. Some, yeah. people are, some people are mad, like, oh, you should do what Xbox and PlayStation did. You should port it all to the PC. What? How is that a smart move at all? You, <laughs> Nintendo's you, you remove, got the big brain. You remove, you remove the the demand you remove the the demand and the the what 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 is it supply and demand yeah you remove the supply and demand for the consoles you've already released and already seen yourself grow your company to be a multi like billion dollar like industry it doesn't it's not it doesn't make sense it doesn't add up and and that's what and that's what Steam did and everybody's gonna laugh at Steam or not <laughs> well yeah everybody's gonna laugh at Steam because they're gonna be like well you guys just you guys really didn't think that through, now, did you? You dropped the ball there, didn't you? They did. They absolutely did. That's a perfect way of putting it. Couldn't have said it better myself. It's just, ah, uh, it's just so like minor. It's such like a minor frustration that they they did su they did this they did this thing without first like understanding the consequences of putting all this money and investment of time into a project that ultimately is not going to do what it sets out to accomplish. It'll, it'll probably sell great. I'm not denying that. The, the name Steam holds a lot of power. Yeah. But, like, honestly, what will it serve to gain? Nothing. It will gain nothing. It has absolutely no reason, no purpose, other than the fact of saying, Oh, look, we're the same as Nintendo now. <laughs> right. You, you, you guys were at your best, you Steam. You guys were at your yeah. best when you were doing what you were good at, okay? And don't, don't try to continue... To Just, do that. Yes. Yeah. I. Okay. So at the beginning, when I didn't know what Steam Deck was, I was like, "That's genius!" But now I, my eyes are opened, and I'm like, "This is stupid." Right. See, there we go. I already convinced one person. <laughs> it's. I'm not saying it's terrible. I'm not telling you not to buy one. I'm just saying that you shouldn't support it openly as something that. Oh, this is revolutionary. This is groundbreaking. No. And you know it deep down. You know that it's not. You know that saying, you know that saying that the Steam Deck will will change everything about gaming. No, it won't. It won't change a no. thing. No, it's it's not meant to be. The the people at the headquarters of Steam have a big shitting grin on their face. The Steam Deck is like the Mario movie. That's it true. It could either be great or not. <laughs> I like you say that not. preemptively, even though the Mario movie is like a year away from release. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um. No, but anyway, moving on from the Steam Deck, I wanted to come back around to VR because I have talked about VR on the podcast before, but I now have somebody who has actually never, up until recently, no experience. 
yeah, used VR. So, Andrew, tell me what you thought of VR. J just wow. Like, I I knew it existed, and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. But once I started using... It doesn't convey it through using, video, does it? No, because you're basically just... It's basically the same watching as through watching... Watching through a flat screen. Yeah. Yeah. But when you actually are in the... Like, they, they sum it up perfectly with the visual, like, interactive experience. Mm -hmm. You've got the controllers for both your hands that... You can, like, move your fingers. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I didn't play many games on the VR, because I was kind of stuck on Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, like, I was just amazed at how, inner, like, how I was in the game. Mm -hmm. I was just, I was in the game. Like, <laughs> all, all outside worries are, like, gone, because you're just, like, in a new world... And you can just play your favorite game, but it's kind of like your those dreams as a kid when you want to be a superhero. Mm -hmm. Like you can actually experience kind of being a superhero, like Iron Man VR. Mm -hmm. I've so mm -hmm. wanted to play that. Yeah. Uh, but like you get that that kind of dream. It's like a lucid yeah. dream come to like consciousness. You and, know what I mean? Yeah. Uh like I was just even in the the intro, like the beginning of the VR uh what is it called? The like demo. Yeah, the like a <laughs> on the for example on the Oculus Rift there is a, a training demo to help teach you the controls and the basics of the VR headset. Um I forget exactly its name, but you, uh, it, it is, it is pretty much just like, uh, like baby's first VR, you know? I was just doing that demo, mm -hmm. playing with all the things that they give you, and... Oh, that's why I called it baby, uh, baby <laughs> VR, because it's called First Steps. That's what it was called. And it's, it actually does a very good job of introducing you to VR and, like, knowing how to use it. Because mm, af after that, I was like, oh, well, I, I get how to use the controls now. Mm, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I did have to figure out Minecraft because it has different controls. <laughs> it was actually, it's, it was it was a little hard for me, too. Uh, using the, um, using just hand controllers uh, for Minecraft is a lot harder than you think at first. Uh, it does take a, a few minutes of getting used to. <laughs> um Dude, pulling, actually physically pulling the bow back yeah. in Minecraft is so, yeah. it, it was so odd. I was like, you know, you, you just do it without thinking it. That's the thing about, like, for example, any VR game I've ever played that is also a game you can play without VR, right? Like yeah. Minecraft. Yeah. You play that a game like that for so many years, and you don't think about the idea of what would it be like if I if was physically it, doing it. Yeah. What would it be like if I had to put actual energy and effort into making all of these moves, <laughs> right? The, the weird thing is, like, what? When you're in Minecraft on the computer and not VR, you're like, oh, these blocks are so small. And then mm -hmm. once you get in VR, you're like, these things are huge. They're half a... Exactly. <laughs> they come up to, like, over my waist. And they are. I mean, and, they, in the game, two blocks tall is as tall as the player. I remember playing Minecraft. I was on the computer, and you were on the VR headset, and our house in Minecraft, you were looking down that cavern, and you're actually scared because... You you feel like you're exactly. High it, was, up. it was like a void. It was all encompassing, and it felt it looked it felt deep. I was getting vertigo. Yeah, it 
And then you did that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my you God. Didn't, you didn't understand at first. You were like, what are you talking about? You're crazy. And then you did it. And you are like, oh, God. <laughs> you're just standing there frozen. I was. It, it's it's fascinating. Um, there's a there's a, a really good VR game that came out a few years ago. Uh, I should have you play it. Uh, I think you would yes. love it. It's called Boneworks. And Boneworks... Oh, yeah. You played that for me. Yeah. And Boneworks VR uh, is just... It, it, it is... They call it a tech demo, and you know what? Story-wise, eh, it's not that great. But what it implemented in VR was nuts. I loved the fact, and, and the fact is, fact of the matter is, it was a 2018 game. Therefore, it was sort of like one of the first of its kind in modern VR. VR has been around a very long time, um, but it hasn't reached quite the level of, of its peak up until a few years mm, ago. Yeah. And Boneworks was one of the first really good uh, few examples. Like, I remember, there's an enemy in Boneworks that's like like a spider creature. Oh, it's like a mechanical spider creature. And one of its attacks is it jumps at your face. Oh, and I remember, the sound design of that game is so good because it's, it's a surround sound. Um, oh, yeah. And the... I, I don't... I don't quite know how to describe it. It's... it's the, 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 the noise of that of that like mechanical like whirring of the spider charging like charging up to jump at me like it really puts you into an actual like fight or flight mode i remember actually like jumping when it jumped oh, at yeah. me you know like for example when you play like a scary game and there's a jump scare like you go Hoo! but like it's not the when same as there when you're in vr <laughs> vr is it, it magnifies things that's what it is you know what i mean it, yeah. it really magnifies things and um that 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 really changes the game, you know. It it fundamentally makes it a different sort of game. When I play Minecraft objectively, it's like a relaxing, like sort of just like yeah. chill out experience. When I do it in VR, it is like it is action packed. Every everything in that game becomes just so much. By a river, you're like this is so fun. I know, and and you know what's weird, and well, not really weird at the same time either. The fact that when I play VR. I forget where I'm standing. I forget where I am. That's why I have the borders, thank gosh. No, 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 not physically. Oh. But, like, mentally, I don't know. Like, I forget that I'm in my house, that I'm in the real world. All there is is the VR headset. Like, when I play a video game without VR, I don't feel that same way. I'm still surrounded by the noise and the visuals of the real world. I'm just staring at a screen that takes up some space of, of my vision. Um, but the field of view of a computer monitor is nothing compared to the field of view, which is 360, on mm. a VR headset. A VR headset does kind of, it, it, it does teleport your brain to a different place. Because, you know, it, 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 uh, it confuses the mind as in, like, well, I mean, my eyes are only seeing uh, yeah. a different place. Even though I was in a different place a minute ago, now I'm somewhere else. So I must be in said place. I can't be in said other place um i mean that's an obvious thing you don't need me to tell you that but i remember experiencing it is a lot different than just hearing it and andrew i think you felt the same way oh yeah um and you didn't quite understand what that meant but then you were there and it's um i don't know man it's kind of surreal yeah it it is you you just think of people who probably would never experience that Mm -hmm. (laughs) like we're it feels like we weren't meant to experience being in another... It feels like a dimension. Right. <laughs> like, I was just standing there in in somewhere else. Yeah. And, uh, 
like the real world <laughs> was just outside of my brain. Yeah, I was just in the moment. You, you yeah. being like, wow, I can't believe I'm here. Yeah, like you, you, you almost think for a moment, am I really here? <laughs> like you forget, you forget that the it's blocky, like inception. you forget the, you forget that the graphics, the obvious graphical um, difference of a video game to real life. Uh, you forget that there's a dissertation between that. It's sort of, it's, you know what I mean? It blurs the line between what is reality and what is not reality. It makes you think, is... Inception, like I said. It, yeah, exactly. Totally. It, it, it actually makes you think, possibly, if, especially if it's realistic looking enough. If, if any listeners have ever, uh, I'm sure, because everyone out there, oh, big Half-Life fan, right? <laughs> Whenever, when Half-Life Alex came out, uh, the best VR game, I think, objectively looking VR game that there is out right now, uh, that is a full game, not just an experience. I'm not counting those little, like, five-minute, like, walking experiences. I mean, a full VR experience. That game is nuts. Like, I I actually thought there, there were times when I got so invested in the game. Like, you get invested in a TV show, right? And you, like, try to put yourself in the shoes of, like, your favorite characters in the show or whatever. But it's different when you're getting invested in a VR video game. And it's different than getting invested in just, like, a standard video game without VR. Um, it's, it's like, I, there were action moments where I actually thought I would die if I didn't make the right moves. That's how convincing it is, you know? It, 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 it sort of, um, it flips a switch in your brain, and you, you feel as though actual survival depends on whether or not you live <laughs> or die in the video game. Like, if you die in, like, Call of Duty, right... You're just gonna be like, oh, I died again. Oh, but, but in a game like Half Life Alex, where you die, like for a moment, even though, of course, afterwards you're like, oh, I died. Like, of like a regular video game, there is a moment where you actually fear for your own safety, and and it's completely <laughs> is irrational. Is that good for people? No, it's what I'm saying. That that's why some people are a bit hesitant to really accept VR. The fact that it, it changes your brain chemistry so much that you actually start to become affected and influenced by uh, the games you play. Like, of course, the, of course, parents argue of oh, violent video games turn kids into monsters, and you know, I think there's personally, I think there's very little argument for that. I've played violent video games. I, I'm fine. There's, <laughs> I think, I think at the end of the day, if you apply that logic to kids, we're all a little crazy then, right? We're all a little crazy if, if you apply that sort of, like, illogical logic, quote-unquote, to, to uh, video games and how it influences us. However, VR games, I feel, are different because... Erwin just spanked me. Not Erwin and Andrew just spanked <laughs> me. Yeah, Erwin, Erwin and Andrew just spanked me. This is becoming a different kind of podcast now. <laughs> um, boy, that probably sounds terrible on the podcast, <laughs> I just realized. Um, anyway, <laughs> kind of lost track of what I was saying. But VR games are, are different because it's sort of like you're in a different, like, you're in a different physical space in your own head. Therefore, you feel as though that um, you should literally, uh, that, that your brain is literally, that your brain is literally uh, having, <laughs> having to um, make, like, actual survival responses, you know? Like fight or fight. Exactly. Or fight or flight. I'd like if you're playing Rust and you're if you're playing Rust and you start to starve to death, you're like, ah shit, I need to find food. But if you're in like a if there, if you're in a similar like gameplay experience in VR, um you're uh 
I don't know. It, it it depends on how well they execute it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if it if it is something that's really well executed, then yeah. Otherwise it will be the same. Just like just like your character starts like going <gasps> But I I've I, I've seen <laughs> situations in which in like VR. in VR they'll have like screen bobbing or like waviness and it gives you like motion sickness. Um yeah, I, got a little, I got a little nauseous after like an hour. Yeah, no, it, it does do that too. I think it's intentional though. I think I think that in some cases that's intentional because they're intentionally trying to trick your brain into thinking that you have to make a genuine like response in your head to this sort of thing. And uh, that's fascinating. It's scary, but it's fascinating, you know. Um, nothing like that in the history of um, of uh, of gaming has been quite to that level, you know. I don't think yeah. people. I don't think people playing Space Invaders back in the seventies were like, <laughs> like, oh God, if 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 I let myself die here, I die in real life. Like, no, no, you don't. Yeah. This isn't this isn't Scooby Doo in the Cyberverse or whatever that movie was. <laughs> you remember that? No. That sounds kind of weird. No, Scooby Doo in the Cyberscape. Um. Uh. Anyway, but no, it's it's not goofy like that. Uh. It's um. It's comical, but at the same time, it's uh, it's like a it's like a new science of life to think about, uh, and I don't know where we're gonna take that, but um, I hope we take it somewhere that benefits us in the future because I think that you could really utilize that as either uh, a weapon or you could utilize that as a great help to us, you know? Like, are they gonna put like POWs in a VR headset and? Right, exactly. What are like, they gonna do? Are with they gonna VR? torture us? Are they gonna torture us with VR so realistic we think it's actually happening someday? Or yeah, like, is it, or is it going to become something that like, uh, you know, when they invented flight simulators, it made uh, teaching people how to fly planes much easier, right? Yeah. Well, the same logic may be applied someday to VR for all sorts of jobs. What if you got a job, but unlike how it used to be in the old days, you could completely do it virtually? in your training. What if you could become the best at something remotely? You can already do that on a computer, right? But I'm saying, what if VR can apply to a physical, like, manual labor job? What if you could simulate being a construction worker, like, down to the down to the finest detail in VR? Very, short, short of actually killing yourself or getting hurt if you got in an accident. What I'm saying is... Um, I would hope that. Right, exactly, you know what I mean? What I'm saying is, is that there's been a lot of pop culture around such ideas, um, where VR is so interconnected, it literally affects uh, your health and your um, and uh, your brain. And some people, some people are open to maybe um, advancing that. Others are, of course, completely against it, hesitant. I would be. I think that that's. Uh, yeah. I think that that's uh, something that is so game changing. Maybe it's a little too game changing. Yeah, it's kind of like a. I feel like there's a book about new... Oh, Fahrenheit 451. Ah, yes, like that's those, a great Those example. kind of dystopian books that are... Because Ray Bradbury is total... I, as I've learned from his books, he hates, like, the future. Or he, he's just it's sort so of like a afraid. Pessimism. He, yeah. He's afraid of, like, a, a dystopian society and stuff like that. So he writes his things like Fahrenheit 451 and mm -hmm. The Illustrated Man, where it totally gives you this view of... The future as like robots are taking over and uh, like people are being brainwashed to. Uh, it, it was kind of a long time ago since I read Fahrenheit. Well, yeah, they're being brainwashed to sort of uh, uh, conform, right? Yeah, they're, they're being brainwashed. There we go. It, that, that that's a big problem. Like for example, um, I also I read another book. Um, well, starting to read another book. Uh, currently, it's a very good book. Um, 
uh, called uh, 1984. Oh, we're about to read that. Wait. Are you do? Have you already done your your? I, I, I haven't been reading independent the book independently by myself um, just because I was interested because I actually watched a video essay on what the book was about because it was a little confusing it's a little yeah, cryptic I'm, ex- I'm kind of excited to read it no I know uh, it's a little it's a little cryptic so I actually wanted to give myself context before I uh, started to read it um, but the the concept behind that although it has nothing to do with VR it is all about conformity and I feel like will VR be sort of a way to use subliminal messaging in a more successful way than you could do on yeah. TV. There was always conspiracies about, oh, they're using subliminal messaging in TV and radio, right? I mean, and in a way, they are. Yeah, they are. They in still, a way, yeah. And, and, and the way they're doing that is not quite the way that you think they are. Think about it. When you listen to radio and TV, ads come on all the time, right? Ads come on and you're like, oh, the ads. But every once in a while, depending on... You know, if, you know, for example, if you're like a kid listening to an ad, right, and or listening to TV, I mean, uh, and then an ad comes on that shows the, like, newest Nerf gun in the Nerf lineup, oh, yeah. then all of a sudden your attention is now focused on something else. Yeah. Something that they want you to be focused on. It's... Something that makes them money, and to them, they're, they're claiming will make you happy. It's kind of like the... I fell for that when I was a kid, but you know what the funny thing is? The funny thing is, I would get these Nerf guns, but then after a while, I'd be like, eh, I'm bored of this, and I wouldn't play it with it anymore. And it it and it was, I'm sure from my parents' perspective, what a waste of Frustrating. money. Frustrating. Right. Just like, well, that was a waste of money. <laughs> and you know what? There you go. Subliminal messaging works. It's, it's, it's kind of like when you are writing an essay on a book mm. with ethos, pathos, like all those rhetorical devices, it's... It's subliminal in a way because they're trying to appeal to certain things that you don't notice, like credibility. You're just like, oh, it's a doctor. I I believe him. Or you're crying because of like those commercials that that play the song in the arms of the angels and show sad dogs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's less subliminal because they're intentionally. That's doing more blatant. That. Yeah. Yeah, but it it's kind of. Right. It can be obvious or it can be in kind of well done where they effectively grab your attention and make you want to actually do something. Exactly. There is a but like there is a difference I think between subliminal and blatant um oh, yeah. messaging in that sort of sense. For example, somebody who advocates for something like if you advocate yeah, advocate <laughs> if you advocate for for um like Black Lives Matter, that's blatant, right? You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's like a that's like a you need to support this thing because it's important and it, it it is necessary for society, right? You know what I mean? That's not the same. I don't think it's the same in the sense of advertising, in which you do use a subliminal um, method of not exactly saying you need this. Like they use, sometimes they do, but usually what it is yeah. is it's like it's like you want this. You know what I mean? They keep saying this. Yeah. You want this. You know, like if, for example, there's been the way that people transition in society, you know, and you don't think about this. And I actually just realized this myself as we're talking. But, for example, when you buy like a subscription to something, right? Like if I bought a subscription to Netflix, that how how does that begin? Well, somebody told me about Netflix, right? Somebody told me Netflix is great. You can watch all this streaming service means that you can watch all these movies and TV shows remotely from home. You don't have to go to the theater anymore. That's mm-hmm. how it was, and that's that's how they marketed it. However, 
that marketing was based behind the fact that word would spread and therefore an unspoken rule that you need this and yeah. or, or no not need this sorry uh, i meant Won't. that you want this began to come about you know what i mean it wasn't necessary right it wasn't necessary no. for you to to have netflix yeah. in order to watch these movies there were other ways to do it but the reason netflix won out was the fact that they convinced everybody you want this that's how they did it that's how they did it <laughs> i would you consider disney plus kind of like that because i would consider any streaming service I, cause I to be like applicable disney plus used both they used the, their i need name. this and i want this the i want this was like oh you have a you have disney movies all in one place but then if you're totally into star wars and like the mandalorian then it kind of forms right. into a i need this if i need to watch this right but that's also a way of them subliminally telling you that you you need this because they convince you that these shows are so important and so like necessary in your life like for example it's not necessary like i mean obviously this is applicable to anything in like the modern world that only serves as entertainment for us right the entertainment industry is a great example of this you don't need to you know you don't you don't need the like the mandalorian to survive you yeah. don't need the mandalorian to be a fully functioning member of society right but if you want it's to watch mandalorian but, you need disney plus but exactly exactly but people will tell you you're the only one we know that hasn't watched the mandalorian <laughs> and so that that tells you subconsciously yeah. like that that tells you subconsciously i need this yeah you know not like i want this is different than i need this I want this is is a desire that comes out of more of a selfish place. I need this is like a necessity. Like I need this to survive. You know what I mean? Like, for example, I need the Mandalorian to live. I built like I build I build custom computers, and when I, and but when I was first building my computer, it, the, at the time where I was building it, my com, my older computer was just fine. I just upgraded the computer a month ago, and already I was I was upgrading it to something even better and. And looking back on it, all I can think is, is the fact that all I was seeing on the internet was people saying that you need to upgrade your computer. You know, you should upgrade your computer. Upgrading computers is the big thing now, and everybody's doing it. So it wasn't a, I want this, as much as it was an, I need this. It is always both. You're right. You brought that up earlier. It is both. However, what, what mainly contributes to the final decision is usually the factor of, I need this, you know? Yeah. That's that's a big thing. Because some people can determine whether they want or they need this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if if the ad is good enough, then they will somehow convince you that you need this. Yeah. And see, that's the thing. You know what I mean? Is, is As scary as it might be to say it, manipulating the human mind is very easy. Because... For Other, some people. For some people. Um, it, obviously, your mileage may vary on who, yeah. depending on who you are. Um, but let's say the general public, right? The general public is very easy to sway. I'll put that in a... Especially I'll put that now. Exactly, especially now. Um, but, like, for example, th that's that's objectively because as a species... We are we have so many more selfish desires than other animals. Other animals, yeah. what do they need? They need food, water, heat, and a mating partner in order to continue the species on, right? Animals don't think about, like, I need a microwave. Right, exactly. <laughs> do you need a microwave to survive? No. no. 
You know what our ancestors did for like hundreds of thousands of years? We made stuff. We hunted we hunted animals and cooked them by a fire. And before that, we just ate it right off the bone. And now we have tools and you know, that are so advanced that, that it, we don't even need to worry right. about that. Like anymore. think about it this way. Like a lot of factories today are automated. You see, like if if like I watched How It's Made when I was a kid, right? Oh yeah. I and that. I and in the first few seasons, um, I remember it was it was still it was still very much automated, um, but even more so as it goes on. The very first seasons were like back in the, god, late '90s, early 2000s, um, and I can see as I watch the seasons a slow progression of just more and more of these human jobs just being replaced by an automated yeah. like robot job. Yeah. Like there was one episode. I, I don't know if it was how it's made, but it was about how food is made. Some yeah, there's yeah, different in shows Canada, in Canada. I, I use how it's made as a um, as sort of just a reference point because everybody knows like but how it's made. Yeah, there was this guy who they're they're making like the the jelly beans, the ones that taste gross, dirty <laughs> bot kind of thing. Yeah, uh, and he he just sat there and stirred. But now we could just have a machine do it. Right, and it probably does. Think about it. Yeah, that. it probably does. He probably is because, on some other job because where you know they what? need manual. Companies labor. are convinced it's more cost effective, and it's more beneficial to use something that won't have human probably error. Faster too. Probably faster. Efficient. But but think about it this way: what what were all what were all of these jobs necessary survival done for for thousands of years? Who were they done by? What were they done by? Human People. hands. Yeah. Human hands did all of these jobs. Who? What built the Great Pyramids of Giza? Humans. Human hands. Human hands. It wasn't a machine. Uh, well, I mean, if you're a conspiracy theorist, then aliens. of course it was aliens. <laughs> Alex Jones. Oh, it was the aliens that built the pyramids. But no. Objective. The pyramids, they were dropped on us by Mars people. <laughs> the Martians. Oh, that's funny. Um, no, but objectively, it's like. Is it really necessary? If we want to continue advancing as a species, sure. But th there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of examples today of things that, like, outside of, like, because, like, like, okay, factory work, I guess, yeah, that supports the human industry, therefore it, it ensures the survivability of the human race, right? Okay, sure, a long con that way, I can accept that. You know what? I, I'd be willing to, to put my belief into that. However... Uh, I don't really know if I would actually be as convinced when it comes to something like the entertainment industry, the music industry. Well, that's part of the entertainment industry. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah that's all-encompassing. I mean, objectively, some things do, like, for our survival, do need to have such, like, improvements that other that some people may say ruins lives, you know? Like, you doing this, like, ruins my chances of having a job, you know? Um, going back to Ray Bradbury. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Ray Bradbury. Yeah. Uh, like, he has a pretty viable fear of technology. Like, I can see where he's coming from. Mm -hmm. Of programmed AI taking over. Like, yeah, it's... I can understand, but... Mm -hmm. I feel like humans... <laughs> Wouldn't program something that would take us over? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, that I mean, we don't know that humans have made stupid mistakes in the past. You yeah. Know what I mean, I mean, it depends on who's making the AI. Right. Like, think about it this way. I was earlier. I was gonna say. Um, I just didn't want to interrupt you. Um, no, that's fine. No, I. <laughs> we, we try to. We want to be very. We, we need to be very kind. Gentlemen. We are very gentlemanly. Um, <laughs> so I hope I'm not interrupting you. Um, no. I just want to really quickly say that 
A good example is the medical industry. How, okay, in oh, the last yeah. in the last ten years, there have been more automated surgeries than like the exploding. I'm I'm saying I'm saying I wasn't gonna say in in, in history because obviously right surgeries up until then yeah. had been done by human hands. What I'm saying is is though after like I don't know like 10, 15 years ago, the first automated surgeries were were done by machines. It, it, ex- it, it exploded in popularity all over the world because um, doctors were convinced, uh, people in the medical industry were convinced that this will do a better job than an unsteady human hand. But what his, what does that spell for the future? Now, in the future, will there be less trained doctors because there will be said technologies? And what is, what is the fact of the matter in in thinking that if we can't be completely certain about the stability of such a thing. Like, for example, I know this is this might sound unrelated, but this does come back to relating to the fact that we un- humans unnecessarily sometimes make yeah. changes to the world, like our world, the human world, that may in the long run actually come back to bite us in the ass. Oh, yeah. Like, have you ever heard of a solar flare from the sun? A solar flare, a big burst of energy from the sun. I feel like I have. Right, right. Some people may have, some listeners may not have. Look it up. Uh, It's uh, just a quick Google search real quick. And let me tell you something. A solar flare has the capability to, and they hit Earth all the time throughout, like, all of Earth's history, I'm saying. Uh, It doesn't happen, like, every other day, but it 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 is more than uncommon for a solar flare to hit Earth. The problem is is that a solar flare would wipe out all electricity on Earth. Oh, God. And what would that do to humanity? <laughs> Stop it dead in its tracks. So... We would go back to the Stone Ages literally in a second. <laughs> it would not be It would not be a slow, progressive death. There is a total possibility that a natural occurrence in in the in the world in our solar system would completely just wipe wipe out all of the progress. I'm not saying a blatant thing like I don't know a meteorite. That's different because that spells the end for all life in general. I'm saying yeah. what humans build is vulnerable and we don't realize that. We don't realize that that human technology and human progress can all be uh, completely taken away by things that we otherwise don't think about. Like, you don't wake up every day thinking about the fact that a solar flare could wipe out, like, no. all human progress. No. Didn't even know what it was. Exactly, right? You, you, you're you not you're not taught to, to fear that today, but our ancestors were taught to fear everything down on Earth. We were taught to fear... We were taught to fear all the animals that could kill us. We were taught to fear all the plants that were poisonous to us. I mean, mm-hmm. today we're so, like, spoiled. We've spoiled ourselves so much that it kind of feels like we've just... Like, in, in the perspectives of our ancestors, maybe we've gotten soft. Um, so, like, in the back in the medical kind of aspect, there are times where we absolutely need technology, like with x-rays and CAT scans. We, right. can't, we can't do that as we can't, we can't do that with our own hands. Like, <laughs> yeah. like it, it, it's, not as, it's, it's not objectively a better way to just, like, rip open a guy, and, like, look at his bones and it's... be like, yep, your, your ribs are broken, and he's like, ah, <laughs> bleeding all over the um, place. But, like, we need, absolutely need it, technology to do that. And... Right, there is some, medicine is, is definitely, medicine itself, just, like, in general, and vaccines and all that jazz have saved millions and someday billions of lives. Yeah. And so, so probably actually no, already billions of lives. Yeah. 
so technology is very helpful in the medical industry. In some ways in yeah, general, in, right. Like x-rays. Right. Like, for example, the invention of the internet. Uh, I, I've actually, I'm writing... Kind of our doom and savior. Exactly. Listen, I gave, I wouldn't say, well, it was sort of like a TED Talk copy, but I was a public speaker for a group a few months ago, and my my speech was about how the internet is something that, although has the capability to be absolutely one of the greatest implements in human history, because it is so groundbreaking, um, it... There's also another element that I, I, I warned people about. M one quote, one quote that stuck out from the rest was, the internet is the best and the worst of us. Mm. The internet is, what, what, I, what I have thought is that the internet sort of is the real world hiding behind a digital veil. The, 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 the digital world is, is completely like the real world. Even though some people like to say that it's a, com what we'll say, it's a completely different world. That's not true. The internet, the internet hides just as many stories of, of success and tragedy as the real world does, and it, there's just as much danger, in it present on the digital world as there is in real life. It is, it is not a question, I think, of whether or not the internet is the best way forward for humanity, but whether or not we can find a balance there, because I think that. We sort of, like, now, would you agree that examples of, like, uh, like Twitter users and stuff, like, <laughs> using that as an example, do you, think, do you think we just openly abuse the internet because we think the internet is something that can't harm us, like, oh, physically yeah. harm us? Yeah, like, well, why you do you think, think there's because... so many Twitter and Reddit arguments right. that, of people who think they're not going to get hurt because they can't? Exactly. And you know what the irony of that is? Is that it happens all the time, but we just don't talk about it. We're like, la, 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 right? People talk, people talk shit online all the time, and you know what happens sometimes? Sometimes people will actually take it so far as when you get in an argument with someone, they will track you down and kill you. They've done it. There have been people who've shot, stabbed, bombed each other over internet arguments. Listen, it's not... Yeah, that's where the internet... It's internet. In the, where, that's where the internet is basically at its darkest. It is. It is. It, the internet does influence real-life events, and you don't think yeah. it does. You don't think that all of those Twitter threads and 4chan and Reddit threads do anything to affect your daily life. You know what, it, you know what though? It does. Literally, the stock market is affected by the internet every yeah. single day. The economy could theoretically be crashed by like uh, online stockbrokers who just up and decide to to sell all their stocks. It's it's not it's not really a it's not really a um, it's not really a question of if, but it's always a question of when because there is as we use the internet now, it is very very much like in it's like the wild west. It really is the wild yeah. west. It's uh, it's the internet is like the real world, in a way where you can't really trust anyone on the internet either. Mm -hmm. So that's why you have to be careful about who you argue with because you never know who really will do that. Yeah, exactly. You know what? That's another point. I actually, you just reminded me. I brought this up in that speech that I gave in that. Um, in in that speech, uh, I brought this up too. Um, the fact that online anonymity is so much stronger than meeting with someone face to face. Face to face, it, it depends, right? From person to person, once again, it varies. Can you read a person, right? Can you tell from first impressions, like talking to somebody in person, like who you really are? 
Maybe, right? It, it's the, You have a better chance, I think, of yeah. doing that in real life than on the internet. Because what do you have on the internet? We you have... have a profile picture, a fake username, and you have a persona. What people create on the internet is a persona. It completely changes who you are. It is a code switching between two different people. In the real world, you don't try to act like... For example, if you're like some pretend like you're some sort of online badass who's like completely untouchable. In the real world, maybe you're just some like McDonald's worker, right? Not saying that like not dissing on McDonald's workers. <laughs> I know I know that's a I know that can be a pretty tough job. We just lost two of the podcast. <laughs> we just lost two listeners. <laughs> yeah. Um two minimum wage workers just left. Um but what I'm what I'm saying is is that the fact that you can't really read people on the internet makes it hard to have sort of like a full trust of the internet. Everybody feels as though they can't completely trust the internet. Um, and that's fair, because you probably shouldn't. It's, it's, it's a reasonable fear that the internet is not certain. Just like the real world. That's what I'm saying. It, it's like the real world, because it's never certain. You never have a 100% certainty of um, something. In, in the real world, people have kind of auras. Like, we have social cues that we can only get when we're there with someone and like the way we speak too, the way it comes out like how sometimes people can get on arguments through text because they don't have the the connotation like someone can say oh that's great but you don't know if they're saying it sarcastically or they're actually sincere because it's just words on a screen you don't have what what is the word <laughs> the way the way it comes out Oh, the, uh, you don't have the, um, shit, I know what you're talking about. You don't yeah. have the enunciation, uh, yeah. of, you don't have, you don't have the visual, seeing the visual enunciation, enunciation of someone's actions. Like, in, in the real world, you could, someone could be like, oh, wow, that's great. Or they could say, wow, that's great. But you never know on a text because you a don't text, have that. Written text does not, written text can visually describe something, but without without greater detail it will not it will never visually describe the the element of something is what i'm saying like for example if i send you a smiley face emoticon <laughs> like just saying like yeah. just just doing this you don't know whether or not on the other side of the screen i'm actually crying. smiling or if or, or, or if i'm crying <laughs> listen i'm fine don't worry about it <laughs> i'm usually smiling when i do send you the smiley emoticon. face sends with a tear rolling down. But you know what face. I mean? Like a great example is like when people type lol or lamal. You realize those yeah. people on the other They're side of the screen at most natural. at most are like new or are yeah or <laughs> that's yeah are neutral or they're just like slightly smiling <laughs> that's funny Lamal. that's the difference the dichotomy that is the dichotomy you know what i mean and in some ways you can uh uh depending on how how verbose somebody is on the internet you can tell what their personality is yeah. to some extent um but that's not always some the case there, there's, there's plenty of cases in which uh the majority of cases i i'd say in which people completely just say, you know what, I'm not going to act on the internet like I act in real life because I'm self-conscious about how I act in real life, therefore I should become a different person online. Oh, and yeah. and that, once again, is another sort of like societal, subliminal, like, um, sort of brainwashing that occurs. Listen, I'm not I'm not some crazy Alex Jones conspiracy <laughs> theorist, okay? No. It's objectively true. Yeah. Any internet user can not, uh, like, d objectively deny the fact that it, it, it is something that just is a it's natural a fact, kind of. a fact. Uh, well i feel bad saying this but a natural occurrence with the internet as it is it's not something that 
it's not something that you you are so strictly tied down to, or you feel like you're so strictly tied down to. In the real world, you worry about things like appearances, like physically, right? Or you worry about things like, you know, what other people think of you because you hang out physically around them, right? Mm. Like, oh, this guy, he only goes to this bar? Man, he's kind of lame, is what you think in your head. <laughs> Like, right? In the yeah. real world? Even yeah. though the, those people are thinking of something completely different, sometimes not even caring about what you do. However, on the internet, it's different because the the very action of you interacting with it changes how people perceive you. And that's the that's one of the the one of the only ways on the internet, really, that that changes. The if 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 I know somebody on the internet and they start verbally through text acting weird mm. Or weird, or just start changing. I yeah. should say is a better way of putting it. It's noticeable. It's it's more it's more noticeable than if somebody you somebody you know st suddenly starts wearing a different like set of clothes. Like you, it, it that's a different read. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't know whether or not that person's doing that because they either they didn't like what they were wearing before, or they just wanted to wear something different yeah. that day. You know? I mean, it, it's it sort varies. of like it's it's a way of indirectly directly trying to figure out what somebody is thinking in their head like you're like come on think think Brain. what are you what are, what jimmy what you... neutron it yeah, yeah jimmy neutron reference um it's uh it... brain blast oh. hey <laughs> i was gonna say gonna hey call. jimmy <laughs> hey jim you wanna you wanna go and uh, see jimmy's mom uh, all of those weird like shipping of Carl and Jimmy's mom. Uh, well, I mean, the show was the first one to do that, Loki. <laughs> yeah. oh, God, that's but they take it a little too far. <laughs> that's another thing on yeah. the internet. <laughs> yeah, every, well, I mean, yeah, exactly. Because anonymity means you can take things too far, and you can think that well, it doesn't matter. But see, that's the thing. You know how people get canceled on like Twitter and stuff because like yeah. ten years ago you said something that it's happening so much, right? Like with the Jeopardy host. Exactly. If you say something, for example, I this I know it's. Well, depending on like what you think of it, it's a bit of an extreme example. But if you say something like really anti-Semitic or racist at age twelve uh, on Twitter, and then at age twenty, people find out about what you said, and oh, your yeah. life is ruined because you. of that. Yeah, your reputation could be just shot. Like. Exactly, and it has happened. It's it's happening right now as we speak, all all around the world. Because you know you think that you're invincible on the internet, and. Even when even when people who know you aren't tell you you aren't, we, you're like you're like, of course I am. Nobody can touch me. It's the internet, but you don't you don't remember the fact that the internet is sort of like a cauldron. You know what I mean? You're always dumping things into it, but that cauldron is still self-contained. There's the things you dump into it yeah. stay in the cauldron. They don't disappear. You know? We literally got a presentation in middle school about like the things on the, that you look up and say on the internet matter. Mm -hmm. And he was telling us, like, if you want to get into a good college, don't, like, post super racist things or... Because they will, they will reject you if something you said was hurtful or uh, it kind of kind of hurts your reputation. Right, right. It's very stringent. Yeah. yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And he, he, that's basically what he was there for, just tell us, be careful what you do on the internet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do remember that. I remember having a middle school presentation. I think it was the same one. Yep. The I forget his name. I forget his name, but he yeah. is a very famous speaker yeah. uh, here in the U.S. Um, and uh, I think Europe, too. Uh, however, that doesn't really narrow it down much. There's plenty of famous speakers. But what he told <laughs> us was important. He talked about how a woman 
I think you and I are thinking the same thing. A woman yeah. who went for a job interview, yeah. she, she she got fired from the job, not because she did anything in person that really tanked uh, her appearance, but rather it was the fact that when she went home from the interview, she bragged about the fact that she was going oh, to take yeah. advantage of the company <sighs> and she was going to... And, and she was going to be so much better than anybody else she knew. She she showed her true self mm. on the internet. Yeah. She showed who she really was, and that's what happens sometimes too. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's not two different people, but rather what it is is in the real world, you uh, you uh, make yourself feel as though uh, that you're sort of a suppressed person, and eventually it comes to the point where on the internet, you think it's an excuse uh, to sort of bring out your true inner self like some something that's repressed within like if it's anger if it's sadness like i remember when quarantine started i remember there was a point at which i used the internet so much that eventually i used it to front uh, vent all of my frustrations and at the end of the day that wasn't really healthy because i started turning that on to my friends on the internet and like i just like sort of like, ruined my reputation and relationships with people for nothing i i just i just put out all of these very um i put out all of this sort of like gripe with other people that was pretty selfish and really didn't have anything to do with them so it was sort of a um it was it was the dichotomy of man there <laughs> and therefore it had a lot of uh it had a lot of takeaways that taught me a lot all right. Uh, so, I mean, to wrap up the uh, to wrap up the topic we were on, I just um, I, I'd like to bring it back around to the fact that I think that society not only indulges the idea of being able to openly sort of like uh, change itself constantly, as in it goes through a constant metamorphosis. You know what I mean? You're the never vocabulary word. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so I'm so I'm so uh, beautifully an antiquated with my with my English. <laughs> You're a cunning linguist. Yeah. Well, it's better than, like, it's better... You know what <laughs> no, I mean? It's better... <laughs> it's better than just being some sort of, like, like slobbering idiot who doesn't understand how to, like, just speak, you know? <laughs> just, it doesn't matter what language. Just, like, if you're just some sort of guy who just, like, mumbles, then you're, nobody's gonna really pay attention. <laughs> the, the internet's kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of strange. Boner. Butt sex. Anyway, what was I saying? Um, anyway, yeah, that constant metamorphosis sort of means that uh, whether or not it's, I don't know, whether or not it's on the internet or it's on the TV or it's on the radio, or heck, it, it's in a VR game. Mm -hmm. I feel like everything sort of tries to change who you are as a person because it's sort of like a way of the it's sort of a way of the world indirectly telling you like you are not perfect, and it's also a way of of the industry telling you like you like once again you need this. You're not perfect. You're not perfect. You, need, you Therefore, need this thing to improve your life. Exactly because you're not perfect, you need this thing. So I mean that's that's what I mean. I, I'm just saying like. You know, maybe this podcast will get censored and that will prove it, like, ultimately. The fact that what they really want is they just want total overall control and manipulation of the public. We maybe figured they, it out, folks. We, yeah, we're the first ones to figure this out. Definitely <laughs> nobody else has ever figured this out. <laughs> uh, anyway, though, so that kind of covers some, like, topical things that I feel like apply to current news. Uh, we, could, we could talk about, like, other stuff that has happened in the past, but... We don't really need to because, uh, well, it's already been covered enough by other people. So uh, let's move into stories. Uh, oh, yeah. 
Uh, Andrew, uh, I'm gonna let Andrew bring in the first story. He always has like wonderful stories. So you pick from mm -hmm. a random list of any like story that's ever happened between us. Mm -hmm. so I, I I have many memories in the last 13 years we've been uh, friends as well. So you bring up your first one. Gosh, putting me on the spot. Hey, you know what? Better you than me. <laughs> I'm not very good at this. Uh, should it be like Great America? I don't know. Well, think about a story that's stuck in your head, you know what I mean? Like, I have a few that is like, oh, yeah, I, I, I remember that. Like, if I think about, like, if I think about you and an Andrew, what do you think about? I'll think about uh, Nerf Wars going to roller coasters just being us in general. <laughs> yeah, see. all of those are stories in and of themselves. We could talk about Great America Great America Great America. That was actually it was pretty it was pretty fun. I have a yeah. few stories from Great America as oh, well. Oh yeah. Let's what about the eighth grade? Eighth grade trip. Okay. Yeah. So for eighth grade graduation, uh, some schools do this. Uh, we were rewarded, uh, as they'd say, with a uh, a trip to an amusement park. Uh, we, oh yeah. It was either Six Flags or Great America, and ultimately it was Great America. Uh, if any of you have ever been to Great America? Uh, yeah, pretty patriotic, pretty like America <laughs> sort of place. It scared me a little. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm moving. I'm moving around. You know what I mean. I have to. I have to sort of uh, patriotism. Yeah, I have to. I have to really show my patriotism in a physical form. Especially after we just dissed <laughs> the commercials and the internet. <laughs> yeah, which also promote patriotism is an indirect way of manipulating us, but we're off that topic. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll bring up some other topics in the next episode that I don't know are similar. It depends on what our uh, well, it depends on what our viewers want. Tell us tell us what you want in the comments because we will listen. We There's won't ignore comments. you. Yeah. What do you mean? I listen on Anchor, so I don't get that. Oh, I see. We we have it on every we have the podcast on all platforms. Mm. Uh, yeah, so uh, listen. Yes, you heard that right. We have it on all platforms. Listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play. <laughs> Subliminally, pl Subliminally plugging. <laughs> That's blatant. Yeah. <laughs> That's just like a segue into a blatant like plug. Yeah, just listen to our podcast. Sponsor us. Please, we need money. Um, <laughs> hey, we, even we do it. Here at the iRate Podcast, even we, we're guilty of it. Um, anyway, $19 though. Fortnite gift card. <laughs> yes, we're giving them away. It will never be twenty. It will always be nineteen dollars. Who would give away a twenty dollar Fortnite card? Not me. Only nineteen. That's outrageous. <laughs> we're we're very much stuck like seven months ago in terms of our humor. Our humor is uh, our humor is like Disney trying to pull the Star Wars series out of the grave and beat a dead horse with it. <laughs> like Return. Wait, no, not sorry. The Last Jedi. Yeah. Which 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 is pretty which is, is pretty fitting as a name because it's the last like. It's the last time that anybody will hopefully ever try to, like, revive the corpse that is the uh, Star Wars series. Although the Mandalorian, they're doing a pretty good job, I would say. Pretty good. I feel like it gets stale sometimes, but there's uh, also good episodes, too. I think it, they're just uh, trying to find their way right now. Great America. Great America. Anyway, so, so for the Great America trip... Okay, Andrew, yes. I'm sure you remember this part because every kid was so excited about this. Um, the, the luxury bus that we got to go up in. It had oh, a freaking yeah. bathroom on it. Do you want to oh, describe yeah. what it was like the on the trip up? Because it wasn't like particularly exciting, but oh my god, it was so rowdy. So if oh, you want to yeah. elaborate, I mean, I know I don't sound it, but I'm pretty quiet 
when I'm with other people, not this guy, though. Yeah, it's true. So I, I wasn't really one of the rowdy people, but I do remember a lot of, like, talking across the seats. Oh, my God. It got a little loud in there, yeah, but... It was okay because we had fans, we had comfy oh seats. Didn't we have TVs? Yes, we did. Every, <laughs> every, it was like every three or five rows there was a TV. What the... Dude, that was nuts. Remember all the seats were like luxury, like vinyl, like sewn yeah. vinyl I was expecting like a flight attendant person to come over with peanuts or something. I know, right? That's the only thing they didn't have was like food service. <laughs> Although imagining those First kids, class. imagining like kids like in World War Z, like the zombies, like mm. f- like fucking like like a wave like ripping over the. I know, just like fucking like piling over each other. Peanuts are flying. All the peanuts, over the place. yeah, penis is flying over the place. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't say that. That was an eighth grade trip. That sucks. Oh. Okay. Uh, we were all like thirteen. <laughs> cringe. Imagine being thirteen years old. Can't imagine. So yeah, that. I think that was one of the nicest buses I've ever been on, and I've, and some of the trips like for the YMCA, we've gotten some good buses, but mm-hmm. that one like no, you know what's funny? It was like was... it was like it's and and usually they praise like you know shuttles. They usually praise shuttles for being pretty yeah. good, but dude, I've never been in a shuttle that had anything close on that bus. Like even the Disney, like the Disneyland shuttle is it's just like kind of a normal shuttle. Yeah, exactly. See, exactly. Yeah, it, that's a great example. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. um, but I mean hyperactive children on a bus and what was the capacity there was like what like 70 kids per uh, bus I feel like it could hold yeah oh, maybe 70 is a little high that's yeah. that's pretty, maybe like that's a, pretty damn a, high. a big class it could hold at least a class of kids I remember I remember it was a very well I could be exaggerating because of my childish memory here but it, it was I remember it was a big bus like it was it was oh, longer yeah. th- it was bigger than a school bus not like I don't think it was that much physically like bigger than like your average like uh, school bus. However, however, taken. it was it was definitely wider. I remember literally everybody could put their backpack at the bottom, oh, yeah. like in the storage below. <laughs> yeah, that was a good. There had bus. to be like three or four chaperones per bus. There was like three buses, or no? There. Oh my God, no, there wasn't. Do you remember when we got up there? Like there was like eight buses lined up. Because we didn't know, because they all came in, like, a row down the road. Because the way we got on was uh, there's a street in front of our school, and oh, we, all, yeah. we all boarded I remember the standing there in the front of the school. We took a waiting. selfie. I still have the selfie we took right before <laughs> oh, we left. Yeah. I, I actually, you sent me that picture. I did. We looked so different back then, didn't we? Yes. Yes, we did. Nerds. <laughs> but, so, keep in mind, I had, at this point, I had never been on a roller coaster, ever. Mm. Except for, like, I mean, I Matterhorn. <laughs> That's the closest I ever got. So hey, seriously, even at Disneyland, you didn't ride roller coasters. No. What? No. You went to I Disneyland. Sk- skipped, oh no! You you're making many people mad right now. You telling me you skipped the the the, the legit rides at Disneyland. Uh, oh yeah, man. yeah. I've never been on Space Mountain. Ever. Excuse or Thunder Mountain. Oh, actually. there are people. I need seriously. I can hear the typing, the angry typing right now, of of some so, very irate like listeners. You can imagine how, uh, I guess, like nervous and scared I was. I do remember walking that. into the park. Like you told my me, you told me just kind of dropped. You tell me that you you told you tell me you told me that like you were not very confident that you were actually gonna ride the rides. Like oh, yeah. you told me like. I might ride the rides, but I don't know. I remember you saying that. 
I forget verbatim. Yeah. I do remember. I have that memory of you. I, this just is fresh in my mind again. How like, like white you were when we were standing in line for the very first I ride, which white. I think arguably is the scariest one. Uh, no, I meant white isn't pale. Um, <laughs> uh, um, and uh, the I, I remember what was it for? It was for it was it was the miners one? Yeah, the gold, gold rush. Gold er. Gold no, not striker. Gold, gold striker, right? Which is a. Let me just say, I don't know if they do do this on purpose. It is. It rickety feels as rickety hell. as shit. It is a. It is an entirely like wooden. It's one of those old like. Well, maybe it's just designed to feel old, but it is an entirely wooden roller coaster. Uh, oh yeah. It's like the big held together part. held together by the way with the rivets. <laughs> I don't think they're actual rivets, but like it looks. They make them look like it. They make and you think. You remember how much it rattled. Dude, yeah. it rattles a lot. I, on the ride, like... You, I, your face. There was a was picture. Because like, remember, they took pictures. It was a, it was one of those rides where there's oh, a yeah. giant... There's a giant, like, uh, like right at the very beginning, you go up and then down. So it has a huge drop at the very beginning. And they take your picture, like they do on a lot of rides nowadays. Uh, and your face. Dude, your face. <laughs> I remember that. Oh, we didn't buy the pictures. I wish we had. I wish we I had. Didn't, I, hadn't brought, I didn't bring money with me because I was like, oh, everything's going to be paid for us. Uh, and only the ticket was. We couldn't actually yeah. buy like food or drinks or anything. Uh, so, we did that. The we did that the time we went back and actually paid for all of our own things. So here I am in the Gold Striker line, about to vomit. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get on standing, the ride. Standing in line. Now, now listen. At this point, I will say. Do you remember <clears throat> the teachers maybe gave us a little bit too much freedom? The kids just were, were like left. Oh yeah. Like the kids were gone. Yeah. There was no supervision. I will say this. We were 13-year-olds, and in this huge park, there was no supervision. Like, we I don't understand. We could just go wherever we wanted in the park. That was a different time, you know what I mean? Like, nowadays, they don't do yeah. that. Like, everything has to be supervised. That was a different time, man. Back in those days, like, it was, uh, it was, it was a very, like, a liberal, like, a liberating feeling. Because, like, <laughs> you, you were not whatsoever monitored by your parents or teachers for once. And you're like, yes! <laughs> I, this is what adult freedom feels like. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, let's go on roller coasters. Yeah. <laughs> let's go on little kitty roller coasters. But uh We were standing in line with Michaela, Michaela's friends, oh, yeah. you, me, and maybe uh, maybe some guys from our school. Uh, I remember we the thing is though is that the park wasn't rented out to us. There were still regular goers there. It's just that it was a day in which there was a lot more people because there was the average amount of people because it was late May, right? Yeah. Late May or yeah. maybe even June 1st. And on top of that, there was an entire school full of kids. So it was very crowded. <laughs> I remember that. It was like, it was like exuberantly crowded. We did get to go on most, most of, of the them, rides. Yeah. But the, the, dude, sometimes the lines, like especially after lunch, like I remember after lunch, we got to ride very few rides. I'm sorry, I'm interrupting your part of the story. I'm just, uh, I was giving some context, you know, filling in the oh, gaps. Um, so the, you were standing in line dying. Oh, yeah. So... Uh, I mean, <laughs> there was a bit of comfort because, like, <laughs> okay, this was middle school. <laughs> don't, don't attack me. But there's these girls that I like that were waving at me. So I was mm. like, okay. <laughs> so that made me feel better on the line. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, but it all kind of just went out of my mind once we got to the front of the line. <laughs> You're like, that doesn't, I don't give a shit if there's girls or not. This is not... I don't want them to see me crap my pants. <laughs> God. So, we're on the ride. Yeah. Uh, and then we get off. 
<laughs> I like how you totally <laughs> skip like how the ride was. Do you remember it after was... the drop, they there was like this area, like there was a an area where they like swung you around tons of turns. It was yeah. uh, it was like a it was like a winding. Oh yeah. They they swung you in a bunch of different directions, and they do this. I'm sure I don't know the the exact like nomenclature for what I'm trying to describe, but what I'm saying is is after the big drop, they would do that thing where they take you around in a very like tight space. You know what I mean? It was oh, like yeah. all inside was, the main roller coaster like, area. We could see the the like tracks up ahead of us. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, and we could see all the twists and turns. There, and there was, was a lot. Too. There, 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 in a very confined. Let me just say, in a very confined like space, you get twisted, turned. There were no loops, thank God. If there were loops, we probably actually would have like passed out. Um, especially because that was the first ride of the day, and like we'd already been sitting in this bus, which was like totally like uh, i mean besides us like yapping at each other because we were so hyper yeah. it was very boring we, yeah it was very boring i mean so i will describe the ride it was very freeing like <laughs> it the first time i've ever been on kind of an intense roller coaster for your bowels so once we got off my whole world changed <laughs> i I was like, Euphoria. oh my god, I love roller coasters! <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, me and you were like, we're going on every roller coaster there is here, except for Drop Tower. <laughs> and I drop so, no, we're never, <laughs> we're still never doing that. If, if, if any of you, and it, this is like for all Drop Towers, if you've ever seen a Drop Tower, the only Drop Tower I've ever been on is the old like Drop Tower they used to have at Disneyland. <laughs> the only Drop Tower I went on was like a 20 foot one in the boardwalk at the boardwalk i know exactly which one you're talking about <laughs> and even that was like <laughs> i didn't know i didn't do that either you know why because I, I i the first time i saw that one was after i'd seen the great america one so oh i had this like that one's I just 230 feet dude and it drops so fast <laughs> you, you remember they said you dropped 200 feet in seven seconds oh. or something no, it was nine seconds. That doesn't... You reach terminal... Like, almost terminal that velocity. That gives me shakes right now. Dude, as listen I'm to sitting, me. Listen. If that... Like, it's it's not like a, a carousel where if that breaks, you're like, oh, well, now I can't ride it. Dude, if that breaks, <laughs> you're either... Stuck. It's one of two things. Oh, if God. that breaks, you are either stuck or you're dead. Think I about it. Think it of, all of that momentum just kind of stops. Right, think, think about, like, the fact that it's going down at such a fast speed. What if there was torsion? Of course, I, I understand oh. most of the time rides... Okay, listen, listen. This is, should not, to the listeners and to Andrew, this should not make you afraid of these, oh, no, these rides. They do a very... They're very strict at most parks about um, the, the, the safety... safety. The safety precautions they have for these rides like they do they have many many steps and they do daily uh weekly or daily sometimes if they're very strict um checkups on the actual like state of the rides yeah, we saw workers working no i know gold striker as we were there exactly that's what i'm saying they're always they're con even as the park is open sometimes there are people always managing like making sure like there's like people always like um what do you call it like fucking the note takers or whatever making sure the rides are going <laughs> they've fun. got the clipboards some some of them did i saw that at disneyland there's actual people who stand by the rides and like see how people react to the rides and are like okay is the ride Op operating fine or can you tell that people are are, are worried that it's not safe <laughs> he gets splashed with vomit he's like it's good <laughs> there we go <laughs> um <laughs> uh <laughs> the visual is so funny it's like a family guy joke um no but but i i put but i do put emphasis on most because there are some parks that do not and <laughs> 
I will bring in a quick little segment right here that is is very sad. I'm sorry, but um, I know you're already <laughs> crying. Uh, it's very it's very sad and it's it's gruesomely tragic. But it is the like I think a great example. And this happened at a water park. And I will apply water parks to amusement parks. I think amusement parks cover cover what? Wasn't Great America? What they closed their water rides? Uh, they do that. I don't know. They did that for maintenance because mm. I think uh, it was. Oh yeah, because it wasn't summer yet, so yeah. they hadn't opened. Uh, sorry, we're just whispering to ourselves on a freaking <laughs> podcast. No, sorry. I think we we've gone to um, water parks too, and I think that applies to amusement oh, parks. Raging water. We have stories about that oh, too. Yeah. Oh god. Um. So not yet though. Oh, I'm excited to talk about that though. Uh, yes. The uh. So okay, okay. Sad. So the sad. So the sad story is. Uh, in 2015, there was a water park that had a ride that toted itself as being, like, the fastest vertical drop, having the fastest vertical drop. Or not, it's not vertical, but, like, near vertical drop of any water ride. It was a, it was a rafting ride in which, um, uh, it was a rafting ride in which there was a giant, like, you started at the top and you went down, like, hundreds and hundreds of feet at 70, 70 miles per hour in a water ride and then you went over a bump at the end and curved back up there was another bump like another <laughs> hill you had to curve and then you finally did got to the bottom did they not know anything about physics exactly and, and no that's what I'm saying they did tests on it and they found that this, the, the test dummies they put in there flew out of the ride after yeah. it got to the bottom what do you back think up. a bump at the end of a of a huge drop will do exactly like, like clearly clearly you've never done this with like a marble and like like one of those like wooden block rollers yeah yeah, um, and so what they did is they put safety netting above the ride, so like you'd be in like safety netting. However, how do they think that helps? Right, and and I'm about <laughs> to I'm about to reveal how it doesn't. So one day there was uh, an accident in which uh, the because the weight distribution of the ride means that there needs to be a combined weight of people in a ride of like 400 500 pounds, hmm. but one day. There were three riders, or no, like three or four riders in one of these boats. The problem was, is that the lightest rider, a 10-year-old child, was put at the front. And two adult women who weighed two or three times his weight were in the back. And if you understand anything about physics, you know why having such a light, like, child at the front is a very bad idea, very, especially. Very, very bad. And uh, I'm sure you can probably understand where I'm going with this. There, of course, was a uh, fatal accident that occurred. And, of course, the one who suffered the fatal accident was the child. Uh, he, um, you know, I'm, I'm just going to say it because, like, there's no, there's no use, like, putting, like, sugarcoating this because, like, that, that's probably not very, like... He flew out. He flew out and uh, he got decapitated. No, I mean, seriously. Like, guillotine style. Oh I shouldn't make a joke about that, but, like, I'm serious. Like, full guillotine style, like, he got decapitated by the safety netting supposed to protect him. Oh my god. There, There is a level of neglect in some parks, some parks, in which it's not fully, like, it isn't fully understood to its scope because they try to cover it up, you know what I mean? And the controversy around this incident, yeah, it was, it was awful. And the controversy around this incident sort of, like, I think paved the way for more awareness about the fact that amusement parks are fun, yeah. but, it, like, but thrill, you have to understand that thrill rides are at your own risk, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, some Don't people... Don't you have to, once you, like, 
the first time you go to a park, don't you have to sign a waiver? I was going to say, nowadays, even more so than ever, there are new parks and old parks alike that will have you sign a waiver telling you that although they are going to try and keep you safe at the park, they cannot 100% guarantee it. There was also uh, a water park uh, called... Um, fucking... What would you call it? It was like called Funland? No, it wasn't called Funland. Uh, wow, it was, that sounds lame. Um and dangerous. Yeah. No, it was another water park, though, in America. Both of these uh, incidents I'm talking about were in America. Uh, this water park, over its entire course, and it's still open somehow, <laughs> has killed six people. This water park has Why killed is it still open? six people. And three of those deaths were in the wave pool. And it just goes to show you that it doesn't have to be a super fast-moving or super, like, th thrill-seeking ride that actually causes death and injury. You know, it's um, it's never a guarantee at an amusement park that you're going to be safe in every scenario. Because obviously, the adrenaline rush comes from the fact that you don't know if you're entirely safe. That's why, like, you get excited on a roller coaster. It's because the fear mixes with excitement and sort of gives you this strange, like, endorphin rush to your brain. Like, when you're going down a ride... Endolphins. Endolphins. Um, when you're going down, like, a giant, like, slope on a roller coaster, it, like, sometimes Dropping almost... Dropping G's. Exactly. It, like, you feel your stomach lift up. For a second, your brain thinks, oh, I'm gonna die. But then you don't, and you're like, oh, I'm not dead. Woo! Celebration, <laughs> right? Yeah. But th th that's the whole excitement of it, you know? And, like, I'm just, um... Going back to now, let, now let's rein it back into the, our, <laughs> our experiences. Our experiences the park. The reason I don't do something like the drop tower is because they cannot, they cannot guarantee your safety on yeah. it. It doesn't matter if you say, oh, for thirty years we've never had an had an accident. It doesn't matter. You can have one accident. Yeah. In thirty years, and right? Still. And 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 it'll still carry just as much weight uh, and importance in the safety of it as. Um, say if it, you know, if it had like more than that. Well, that's not entirely true. If if because uh, if a ride has more than that, like more than, you know, it's you know, it's kind of sad. Some people deem what's acceptable as accident rates, which are you know, that's, it's not it's just acceptable. exactly. You know what I mean? Like it shouldn't. There shouldn't be an acceptable rate. It just yeah. should be like if there's an accident, it should not be open. Yeah. Um. It should be under heavy supervision. Exactly. Until they can assure. Or just yeah. torn down. Yeah. Or just torn down. Um, sometimes it's cheaper to do that. But what I'm saying is is that even in 30 years, if you don't have an accident, it, it that doesn't guarantee to me that there won't be one tomorrow because it's, there is no 100% certainty. It's like the Simpsons joke when they're always changing the accidents in this many days. Yes. At the nuclear it, it, plant. At Homer's nuclear factory <laughs> job. Exactly. So... Are there any raging waters? Uh, yeah. Uh, if, if do you have any more stories besides the uh, the uh, first Gold Striker um, ride? Uh, because we have been to that park multiple times, yeah. and uh, I think uh, I think I got some good stories for raging waters. Oh, there's one one more story about uh, Great America I want to tell. You don't All have right. any more, right? That the the Gold Rush one was yours. Yeah. Yeah. The other rides I will say are pretty much it. Great America. They're like any amusement park ride. There's um there's a few unique ones like of course every um amusement park has like a few unique rides but they're pretty generic you know what I mean like if yeah. you go to if if I were to go to Six Flags uh, or Magic Mountain and compare it to something like Great America um, 
like, eh, there's not really, it's not much of a takeaway. There's, the rides are named differently, but the things they do are the same. They take you through loops. They spin you in circles, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there, there's some rides that just, you can put different names on them, but you can't put different faces on them. Because they're the same thing, you know what I mean? Just just call it a roller coaster. Call it what it is, you know? Um, That's why they struggle to make new ones. Exactly, but what but a good example is uh, Universal Studios is different. Because Universal oh, Studios yeah. is a unique experience They've got that's, like separa- the, that's separated from like a regular amusement park. Like because, simulation rides. Exactly, because simulation rides, it's like VR. Look at that. Yeah. Coming back to VR. It's almost Full like, circle. It's, almost, it's, it, it is, it, it's like being in a virtual reality world, you know? In like a in like a theater setting, you know, it's uh it's unique compared to like if I were just to get on a generic roller coaster and like be spun in circles. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Sorry. Anyway, though. So one ride though in particular that I felt was probably something that needed to be addressed in terms of its safety was Demon. Demon. Uh, I remember was oh, yeah, was the only was... one that had loops on it, and I was excited for that because unlike um people I know who literally throw up whenever they go on rides with the, loops. The Patriot. Oh, Patriot did have loops on it. Actually, that's the one we always hyped up the most. If you've ever been to Great America or heard of Great America, uh, Patriot is the the one that Andrew and I have some of the most nostalgia yes. for because it would always be the one we would go the on last. Jet one. Oh, the Jet one. Oh, wait, what was that called? What was that called? I don't remember now. Fuck. I forget. It was similar to Patriot. The Patriot was longer. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. Uh, dude, we're getting so much nostalgia right now. Um... <laughs> No, uh, but Demon. So I remember we got on it. Andrew, I think you were excited for that, but you, you told me, like, I don't know about loops. Uh, and I was like, no, you'll like them. Loops are actually fun. <laughs> and then but we went through them. go through the tunnel thing, that, like, you're... I'm scared. Oh, no, in the pitch black. Yeah, like, no, yeah, I don't like it when roller coasters take you through the pitch black. That's, like, why? But also why do you when, do that? like, go through that rock. Like, if you're, oh, if you're yeah. too tall... Like... No, they have, <laughs> a, they have, like, a height. Well, they always have a height. Okay, because right that one was, like actually scary yeah that's once true. we went through that one but don't you think it's more of like a, a subconscious fear like you know how in uh, disneyland on the uh what was the magical forest ride what was it called splash mountain remember on splash mountain how like at the very end there were like but you know the the uh, the vines the thorny vines as you go down into the water splash mountain i've been on splash mountain but i don't recall am i talking about the wrong ride you know the one i'm talking about with the, like the magical forest characters in the middle <laughs> it's on the it's on like the Minecraft server one. Uh, you know which one I'm talking about? Like it has a big drop into the water at the end. Yeah, that's the dark Splash tunnel. Mountain. Yeah, it, it's Splash Mountain. At the very end, when you're dropping down, there's like fake thorny bushes above the the cave oh, where the water is. Yeah, and yeah, my fear yeah. as a child was not dropping down into the water or into the dark cave. I mean, it was my head hitting the thorny vines, even though they were obviously fake and they were obviously like above, like well above. Yeah. But your brain tricks you into thinking otherwise. So maybe it's the same thing, don't you think? Maybe it's yeah. subconscious. Um, we got off track there. Um, trying to speculate about rides that we haven't been on in years. Uh, but uh, Demon, I remember after the loops uh, and after the faded tunnel entrance um there was a there were a few like oh yeah that's what they did they did a bunch of sharp 90 degree turns i remember they did remember that at the end they what they did is after the three loops it was a ride with three loops they took you sharply and really fast like they sped the ride up uh, after slowing it down which was very disconcerting um it was on purpose obviously um but they took you around really fast 90 degree loops however it was it was a two-seater ride i remember there there were two seats per row um you and me were in the same row yeah uh and i remember though the it was so fast those 90 degree turns were so fast you remember we actually got hurt 
Oh yeah. We oh, got we, hurt. We, like they're jerking us all up. Oh, oh god. <laughs> I meant Wait we a were, second. Wait a second. <laughs> we were being thrown. That's not the right kind of 90 degree turn. <laughs> yes, they they were jerking us. Right. And listen, I'm not trying to call them out for like blatant neglect of like safety, but what I'm saying is is you that were, like bang our elbow or something. No, right. No, do you remember it was the it was the safety harnesses we had on. Remember oh, we, yeah. We, we, it, like, hurt our, like, No, and, and then, okay, so there were two different kinds of, like, injuries that we kind of suffered from that. Uh, the, the safety harnesses hurt us because they, they, like, they were so bulky that they actually, like, crushed our, like, ribs. Not, like, broke our ribs. I'm, I'm like, kind of exaggerating here because uh, yeah. I was just kind of, like, pissed off about it afterwards because I was like, how, why did they let, why did they let this happen, you know what I mean? It's like, don't you think you should give us, like, a warning? Like, hey, you know, you might, you might have some rib pain after this. You just tell me, you know? I'll, I'd be more... I wouldn't be, as, I wouldn't be as angry if you just, like, said, like, you might get a little bit sore after this ride, you know? Yeah. But they don't. They don't tell you that. Um, they just pretend like it's every other ride. Uh, how? And then, no, you remember the second one is when it was turning, we would get slammed into each other, and so oh, we yeah. got hit on the side of the ride. Because yeah. the cars were really small. The cars were pretty small, and therefore you didn't have a lot of room to move around. You know, there wasn't much room to do anything. You kind of just sat there. I mean, like yeah. you're supposed to, but it was super cramped. So, I mean, I don't know. It was like sort of at the, at the end, I was like sort of like, man, that got like painful and uncomfortable, you know? <laughs> and it, do you, did it outweigh the fun or? Mm, the loops were still, I remember when we went back a second time uh, on our own, uh, like a year or two later. It yeah. was two years later. Yeah. Um, which itself was like four years ago, uh, that we when we did that trip, uh, we went again, and I don't think it was the same at the end. Maybe they fixed it. I don't know, but I remember. I think they changed the safety harnesses, but I guess maybe we weren't the only ones to complain about that. Oh. However, that just goes to show you, amusement parks aren't perfect. You know what I mean? No. Don't expect it to be like a, a perfect experience. Just like not even Disneyland is perfect. Go there with an expectation that you might get nauseous and maybe you'll get a little bit hurt. Don't you shouldn't go with the men, the mindset of like oh I'm gonna die. Don't eat like a Philly cheesesteak before you oh, go on a God. ride. Yeah, speaking <laughs> of which, let's talk about Raging Waters because that leads into Raging Waters. All right. All right, Andrew, you love Raging Waters just as much, I've maybe even two. more. Do you like Raging Waters more than Great America? I don't. Know, it, Is it a it, pretty? Yeah. I know so your got, favorite is Universal. I've got two stories. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh. I guess I can do the first. So you know the dragon. We've been there twice, right? The dragon ride. I took you there twice. Yeah, the we'll dragon sit ride. Sit in the and it, you go into that like funnel. Yeah, and there's two different dragons. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I remember going on that, and mm -hmm. when we got on it, we were sitting straight forward. Yeah. But then once we got oh, to the funnel yeah. part, and it twisted you around. You at the uh, end of the funnel, you go into like a tunnel, and <laughs> we got twisted around. So. One of us was facing backwards. So it was like, ah! No, that was freaky. Yeah, <laughs> we, were, we, we didn't freaky. know where no, we were going. You remember that one where it spun you in like a funnel down into a, a hole in the center? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah, the dragon. Yeah, that's what it was. Because whenever you'd go down into the funnel, so what it would do is it would spin you in this giant like centrifuge, and it was all like enclosed, which was kind of cool because like steam was coming yeah. out and everything because it was supposed to be dragon themed. Um. Now I now I completely remember the layout of this ride. But then, once you got to the end of the funnel, it would be really random, like, how you went in. Well, yeah, because... Depended. 
it, you it depended on how turn twists and turns exactly because you're turning. So it, it, it's it's like a toss up of like which way am I gonna end up? You know? <laughs> and maybe that's fun to some people, but yeah. I'm, I I could see from some people's reactions they're like, dude, I did not like that last part. Uh, but and you know what else I didn't like the ride that that one ride where you got on like the sled and you slid down the slide. And you had to do it oh, yeah. head first. Yeah, I did not I, like going head first. I, I, I don't know why. Comfortable some... about that. No, I know. You know what I mean. Was was I the only one? I no, felt no, no. I felt weird going down head I first. Think we only went on it once because it was it was just uncomfortable to yeah well, be going uh, that fast weird, head first down yeah, a slide. Weird is a bad word. Bad word. It was really like I, I don't know. It felt very uh, risky. It, it did. It felt like I I felt like I should be more like cautious about like that sort of thing. Like like when they told me to go down head first, I was like. Can I go down feet first? And they're like, no. And I was like, okay. You know what I mean? It's it felt like it felt like I. How do I put it? It, it was like I felt like I was um, sort of endangering myself to some degree. You know, by going head first. Because you know what? It, it always feels like if you go feet first on a ride uh, like that, you feel like okay. Well, at least if like something bad happens, like it'll probably be my feet that gets yeah. hurt, and but I once won't you go die. Head first. It's like, bro, if you fly off, like <laughs> yeah, you're face planting into the ground at like. I don't know, 20, 30 miles per hour. That's not fun. Um, I'd rather I'd rather get my feet broken than my face broken. You know, um, that's 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 what most people would always choose over, right? Anyway, that, those were the two like kind of scary things. But um, you 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 were talking about the dragon funnel more. Oh, that that kind of was. That that the, it was it was it was short. Yeah but, yeah it was. But uh, and then what's the other? Uh, one? So you do you know the? I the remember three, every ride. The three slides. The yellow, yes. green, purple one? Yes, that was the other one. Was Wait, was that the one where you had to go down head first? No, no. No, it was a different uh, one. So that was the snake one. The snake one you had to go down head first. You, you get on this, and before we even got on it, we heard, like, rumors from Aiden. Aiden? I think he told us... Oh yeah, he did. Uh, my um, my brother my brother was attending the park with us, and uh, he was uh, in line with us for the ride, and he was uh, telling us some tall tales. So, you, like, for a lot of water park rides, you get in this like uh, tube thing. Yeah. And what we heard about this ride was that like the bump was so extreme that you actually like were in the air for a good oh, two seconds yeah. and then you came down and, s- and slammed your back he on said the that, slide. remember he said that because he was like i saw it earlier you know? so so we both were kind of hesitant to go on this ride because yeah. i mean yeah we know we weren't gonna like get super badly hurt but we didn't want back pain yeah or i i didn't like the idea of flying up in the air you know? so Oh god, that reminds me. You remember there was another ride where you flew up in the air. Oh god, I, I don't remember who went on it first. I think it was Aiden. But once either one of us got on it, we we're like, okay, is this really gonna happen? And to kind of sum it up, yeah, yeah. A little bit. I mean, we at the were... very end, remember how at the very like the last jump, because it was one of the it was one of the slides. They have them dry and wet. They're there are dry and wet versions of this ride. Oh, that sounds very weird out of context. Um, <laughs> a dry water slide. Um, but no, you know, it, uh, good old days. Uh, I, I'm sure most people aren't going to know what we're talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good old days yeah. to have a dry version of it, yeah. which you, you ride down. <laughs> dry just sounds like it's boring. I know, right? It, it, I mean, I don't know. It depends. Because, um, like, if you do it on a hot day, it's not as fun. Uh, yeah. Without water. Um, anyway, though, so there, I'm, there's it's pr- it's a very popular ride 
uh, in America, in which it's a slide, a very long slide that starts pretty high and has a ton of bumps along the way. Like, there's a lot of bumpy. It's very wavy, the, the, the slide that you slide on. Um, so that was just like a wet version of it. And it was, it was, it was, it was the, I think it was the longest one I've ever been on. Like, it, as in, like, the length of the slide was pretty damn long. I just remember. Do you remember the other one I'm talking about? No, there was, it was another it was slide. Another, there was another ride at Raging Waters. Uh, I have a I have a story too. Uh, you can you can go, or no? So ba- yeah. basically, yeah, that that slide it did. It wasn't as extreme as it was told, but it did have us go in the air for a second. But we didn't like suffer from back pain. <laughs> so that's how kids are. We're resilient. We like recover immediately. Before we went to Raging Waters, we did research on the rides. And there was one, you remember Bombs Away? Yes. <laughs> oh my god, Bombs Away. We, we It was the it was the raft one, right? It, no, no. It was Oh no, it was the one where you're in the tube. Yeah. Yes, I remember the, Oh so no. we we got to the park <laughs> and we were like, okay, no matter how scared we are, we're gonna go on this ride. <laughs> and we look terrifying. Yeah. Dude, you listen. Listen to the listeners, okay? We were we were younger back then. It was it was years ago, and it was very intimidating to see people be put in like a, a Star Trek like tube and be launched out of like an escape pod. Yes, that's ba- it. It basically called bombs away because you basically are dropped. No, you are. Into this the, line. The, the floor drops from underneath. Yeah, you, scared the hell out of me. <laughs> and I mean, it's a short ride, but it. So we were waiting in the line, and. We were terrified the whole time. Mm-hmm. We had gone on other slides before that. I think we were, like, getting pumped. I don't, I don't really remember. So we're in the line, and we get towards the front. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. And we hear the news that the ride has been closed. <laughs> and we're standing there, like, we're like, oh, man, that sucks. Yeah, I really wanted to go on that. <laughs> I remember that. We were like, we were like, we, the we relief were... was very intense because it was. We were just kind of like terrified, and then once you heard that, we it's kind just... of a waste of time though. We stood there for yeah. We stood there for thirty minutes. Listen, listeners, we stood there for thirty minutes in line for a ride we really didn't actually want to ride. We kind of just, just like, kind of like we, we kind of forced ourselves. Yeah, there. we gotta show that we have a big wiener. <laughs> yeah, hey, all these all these cute girls wearing bikinis. Yeah, ladies, uh, I'm, I'm a look man how too. big and strong you know, I am. Yeah, ladies, uh, this this is what we call uh, uh, alpha male right here. <laughs> Even though we would never see them again. Uh, no, of course not. Uh, and uh, you know, deep down, obviously, there was a sort of deep down, there was like a an underlying fear. Of, uh, of uh, for our very safety in our, our lives. Uh, and I don't remember, because we went to that park twice. Uh, I don't remember if we ever actually rode that, that ride, Bombs Away. Yeah. If we did, I... I think we only went once. Did we? I could have sworn yeah. we went twice. Um, I'm thinking of something else. thinking of Great America. Um, okay, that's fair. We should go back a second time, though. Yes. Uh, now that I think it's reopened. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that was fun. No. There are two. There are two real quick things I want to say, and then we're gonna wrap up the podcast for today because uh, this has been quite a long episode. So, so, uh, so yeah. So we're gonna get that wrapped up real quick. Um, sorry. So two rides real quick I wanted to mention. Uh, there was one called Shotgun Blast. 
which was, oh, the, yeah. which was the shortest ride, the shortest ride they had, and it, it was it was very quick. Like the the lines went through really quick. And yeah. Shotgun Blast yeah. was literally two really short slides, like really short. Like there there were only a, a slight. There was, it was just a really quick drop. It was like I don't know. The the slide was eight ten feet long. It was like a kitty slide length. Um, yeah. That wasn't the exciting part. The exciting part was the fact that it the slides hung like 15 feet in the air above a deep pool of water. Oh, yeah. I remember doing that. That was awesome. That was the first ride we did of the day because it was the fast. It was the closest to the entrance, and it was the one that went the fastest. Um, dude, that, I remember, that was nuts. Like, hanging in the air... I've never felt like something and like you just you're on a roller coaster. At least you're actually strapped into something. That was like free floating for yeah. a second. That was nuts. And then the other one, the tallest ride at Raging Waters. If you've seen pictures of Raging Waters, this ride is out in the open. It is blatant. Like it's huge. It yeah. was. It was the. It oh. was the. I forget what it was called. It was like the. Was it called like the Mountain Falls or something? I can't remember. I forget. It was like it was like something like, f- like waterfall something. Um, it was super tall. It was hundreds of feet tall. You got on this slide, and it was sort of like the, um, it was open-topped slide, which was kind of scary. It, it was it was an open-top slide, uh, so it was an open-top slide, and so, like, there was no protection above you, like, no, like, netting. But you know what? That's probably for yeah. the best, because, dude... I don't. I, I can't believe you don't remember this. You caught so much air on that ride. I remember, yeah. Oh, I mean, not just you. I mean, everybody. Um, like it is so long. It's another one of the bump slides. So like, it, it's wavy sliding, but it is so tall and so long. You drop. I remember it was sixty degrees, sixty to seventy-five degrees. Like seventy-five at the beginning, and then sixty towards the end. Pretty, pretty and then good. at the very end, you flew off into another deep pool of yeah, water. Yeah. Yeah. You you went back up and down into the pool of water. I was like. It was the biggest mix of fear awesome. and excitement I've ever had, and I only rode it once because the line was an it, hour yeah. and a half yeah. long. I looked at my watch so many times, I was like, dude, this is I, this be had better be day. worth it. If it had been lame, I, I would have just like probably left the park right there and then. Um, thankfully, it was pretty fun. Uh, only for thrill seekers, though. I remember they had a rating system there, remember? They had a rating from like 1 to oh, 5. Yeah. It was like there was little life rafts. And that one was five. Oh yeah, that one was I five. That. That was kind of and then so was uh, so was bombs away. Um, that but yeah, no, that was the craziest. Uh, that's all the stories I have for amusement parks in general. Well, not not true. Uh, there's plenty of uh, Disneyland and uh, Six Flags stories yeah. I have, but for another time. Uh, so uh, Andrew, is there anything you want to close out with before we move into quotes? Um, let's see. The McDonald's Big Mac. Yes. Get it. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm going to do my first quote. Uh, just a random one. We're just doing random ones today. We'll come back with more, like, uh, conceited, like, I don't know, like, focused quotes eventually. Yeah. But I think it's I think it's best to just do a random one this episode. Uh, I have an Irwin quote today, which is always oh, wonderful. Yeah. Friday night Funkin' boyfriend in Smash. <laughs> what? I need to ask Erwin. Like, what does that even mean? <laughs> it means Friday night Funkin' in Smash. All right. Yeah. I mean, you know what? That's fair. Maybe. Maybe. You know what? Maybe the reveal will be that. Yep. Funky Kong. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Andrew's going to find a quote real quick. Uh, just real quick, though, while he's finding that quote, uh, I wanted to thank the listeners once again. Uh, if you're still here, thank you for having so much patience with us. We've uh, 
we've really been sad the last few weeks that we didn't or the last few months I should say that we didn't have any uh, uploads going or anything in general having to do with the podcast so we would really really appreciate your guys' support in us coming back so thank you so much and uh, continue to uh, listen to our podcast to support us thanks Andrew I think has his quote now depending based on his reaction audio listeners he's very excited okay have you found one uh, I don't know who this is by uh, yeah, we have an Arya quote here. Arya, Arya was um, a planned guest on our podcast and a very close friend of. Uh, uh, actually, no, uh, the uh, the girlfriend of Cat, uh, one of our previous hosts. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we have an Arya so, quote here. Why are all of my conversations right now so sexually charged? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I gotta ask Cat what that what that's all about. <laughs> context. Yeah, context needed. Oh, that's funny. All right, well, maybe we'll get context in the next episode. Thank you so much, listeners, uh, for tuning in to the yes. iWay Podcast, episode 17. We're finally back, baby. It's been like Woo-hoo! four months. Uh, we, we brought a guest on that I've wanted since episode one uh, and hadn't had the chance to get him on, but finally, for the first in-person episode, uh, mm, very special episode. History. Yes, sir. We had a very good episode. I feel like we brought up a lot of good topics. I felt like we had some very good, funny we stories. We irate. We did get irate. We got irate, uh-huh. and then we got funny, and... Uh, I think that's what you can only ever hope for. So um, thank you so much, listeners, for tuning in. Uh, We uh, hope you join us uh, next week, well, we hope, uh, if we actually get together a fully functioning schedule or if we will continue to be, like, (laughs) subhumans in terms of how how we operate on the podcast. Um, Well, uh, vote down in the comments, if you will, if you want to see the guest Andrew back on the podcast uh, I I personally love having him on here I think he's great please so. vote me on the podcast <laughs> please, please get him on please 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 <laughs> so yeah do some sort of like Twitter poll on that if you want to um, we can do that on uh, our Twitter the uh, irate Twitter uh, do it now follow us on uh, Twitter Instagram uh, Facebook uh, all that good jazz thank you so much for listening to the irate podcast and we will see you next smooth time jazz. <laughs> smooth jazz smooth jazz <laughs>